Tonight, we stand beneath a new heaven. After 150 years of calling out, the silence of the universe assures us we are alone. You and I are among the first to bring life to the stars, to this planet, the farthest any human has ever ventured. 1,000 light years from planet Earth, unexplained events are taking shape that will threaten the future of mankind. Now, three young cadets will begin training to take on an enemy the world never knew existed. I am here to turn you slimy civilian cesspool parasites into United States Marine Corps space aviators. You're dead. The entire squad is dead, and it's your fault. What the hell are you doing? Shut up. You are dead. Like all recruits, they dream of a chance to go into combat. But they have no idea how terrifying war can be. I can't leave! I will find you! Last evening, the landing party of the Telus colony was massacred by an advanced alien civilization of tremendous power. From the producers of the smash hit The X-Files comes an extraordinary drama about courage. You see everything as life or death. I've seen these things we're at war with. Friendship. I'm not gonna die for them. What would you die for? And the life and death struggle to save mankind from total destruction. Red 4, 9 o'clock. I'm going in. There will be a lot of new shows coming to television this fall, but one will blow everything else away. Let's go. Space Above and Beyond, coming this fall to Fox. Let's do this. Looking for some action next week? We're running. Change course. There's something you can't do. Time for some thrilling heroics. From the critically acclaimed creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Who's flying this thing? Firefly. Well, right, that would be me. The series premiere next week on Fox. Hey everyone, I'm Mark with the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, uh, and I would like to thank the guys from the Jacked Up Review Show for having me on to talk about a couple of a uh, couple of TV series that you may or may not have watched, and uh, just get my thoughts on them. I, I I love talking about shows that that I've watched, whether I like them or not, whether I love them or hate them. I think every show is worth talking about to a degree. And so uh, let's talk about a couple because I love science fiction and I love serial science fiction. Uh, and uh, the two that, that, that they hit on, one of which is in my favorites list and the other one I hadn't watched yet, um, Space Above and Beyond from uh, 20th Century Fox Television, 1995 to 1996. Now this is a show that sh I should have watched every episode of all 23 episodes apparently uh but unfortunately it uh, hit television in 1995-1996 when i was at the height of my military career um and working nights when uh primetime television was on uh and this is pre-streaming days people there were no dvrs you know you were lucky if you had a vcr to tape your shows you couldn't watch them all but I was aware of Space Above and Beyond, and it looked like a show I wanted to watch, so I was kind of disappointed that I didn't get to watch it at the time. So, luckily, I got the chance to go back and experience it 
for this. Now I've only uh, I only managed to get through three or four or five episodes or so uh, of this, and uh, I have to say that for a show I really thought I was gonna enjoy, I don't hate it. Uh, the problem with Space Above and Beyond is that I'm not really chomping at the bit to get back to it to finish the entire run, which I probably will at some point. Um, but it, it, it wasn't enough to just really grab me and suck me in. Um, and it should have been because literally it's, you know, they're Marines in this show, but as an air force guy, uh, I should have been all about these pilots, uh, you know, fighting in space and their fighters, you know, uh, against the, an alien species that's, that's attacking our outposts and yada, yada. I it sh- I should be a hundred percent in on this show, and yet I I couldn't find myself really doing it. Now I did find some things. Inter- don't don't think I hated it first. Let's let's clear that up. I do not hate this show by any stretch of the imagination. I love it. I love that it's unabashedly um, proud of its military while simultaneously not overly glorifying military action. In the pilot, I love the cameo by the late great R. Lee Ermey as a drill instructor. You just, you honestly, you can't go wrong if that happens in your show. I love its themes of duty. I love its themes of service. I love its themes of revenge because there's a huge revenge element in this show uh, from uh, our hero trying to get back to the woman he loves, who he was separated from and who he believes is dead at the hands of the Chigs the alien species. Um, and so he's in the Marines to try to get to her. It is, it is a very interesting dynamic for me to go back and look at a show that was made so long ago. And is clearly a project of the technology of the mid nineties television. Um, because you look at it now and what we can do. And this, this is clearly a show from that period. However, it's okay. Uh, yeah, it, it, it looks dated, but it looks dated in a way that works with this show because the, the, the stories that it's telling are very, they seem very simple, black, white ones and zeros, X's and O's. Um, but you get to the edge, you know, once you get into the stories, they start to blur as, as decent writing and really good writing can do. And so the, the effects are really harsh for the time you look at them, but you know, the fact that they're not perfect kind of echoes the fact that none of these plots are re- you know, nothing is perfect. Nothing is simple. Nothing is good. Nothing is pure. So I found that interesting to think about as I was watching it. Um, and it's maybe not something I would have thought about, when the show was originally out, I probably would have just watched it as, as this kind of loopy science fiction TV show at the time as a younger man. Um, I would like to point out that uh, what happened then that would not happen now on television is uh, there is a carrier spacecraft uh, named after General Colin Powell. And for reasons that I'll leave for you to divine Colin Powell would not get it, uh, 
anything named after him if the show had been made today. So that's that. <laughs> so that, a space above and beyond. Yeah. So ran, you know, 23 episodes, September 95, June 96 on Fox television. And then Fox canceled it after one season. Put a pin in that because you know we're going to come back to it. Uh, we're going to come back to it right now because the other show that that I love and I threw the name out to the guys over at Jacked Up is Firefly, the Joss Whedon sci-fi western masterpiece. Um, yes, you can love him for Buffy. You can love him for Angel. You can like him for his Marvel work. Firefly is Joss Whedon at the height of his writing powers with a cast that is impeccably put together for the scripts that he wrote. 14 episodes, 12 aired, out of order, on Fox television. There's that pin. Um, if, if you're not familiar with Firefly, the show, I, I, I honestly... I don't, you're either a, not a science fiction fan or you just really hate Joss Whedon, uh, because you had to have come across this show and been forced to watch it by someone at some point they had to have sat you down and watched it or the 2005 film, which was an attempted reboot of the series and, or a, uh, nice appendix to the series to at least allow them to wrap up some of the storylines that they had. Firefly, of course, is not a military show. It is an outlaw show. Uh, this crew of outlaws flying around the verse where humanity has left Earth to find new places to live uh, and just trying to find a job and stay safe after a civil war. Who'd have thought that humanity would still be fighting amongst itself when they were forced to leave the entire planet? So we have the technologically advanced and and civilized alliance wanting to bring the the independence, the people that just wanted to be left alone out on their little moons and planets farther away from the central systems, uh, wanting to bring them under their control. And of course, people don't like being told what to do or how to do it. And they really don't like other people telling them what to do, people they don't agree with. They hate it. They hate it. So, of course, we had, a, we had a civil war. And our hero, Captain Malcolm Reynolds, played by the great Nathan Fillion, is the captain of our, of our, of our cargo ship, the Serenity, uh, who puts together this crew. He does jobs, legal and illegal, um, and somehow acquires mercenaries, runaways, random random passengers that become part of the crew and somehow form this weird extended dysfunctional family that is 100% accurate to any dysfunctional family you've met. They will fight amongst themselves. They will hate one another until something threatens that family from the outside at which time the family bands together. Um, I love Firefly mostly because it appeals to my innate sense of independence, which is I know right from wrong. I don't need to be forced to do right and wrong. Please don't tell me I'm wrong just because you disagree with me and do not 
do not you you can't force people again people don't like being told what to do and i'm one of those people generally speaking um i have respect for authority as long as the authority is not misused um and and that's really what this show is about this is about people that want to they just want to live their lives and 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 a system that they exist in is making it harder and harder for them to do so in a way that does not require them to act farther and farther outside of this system. The system is creating the the circumstances in which they find themselves having to continue to act maybe in ways they wouldn't want to act. Um, but Firefly's real genius is in the cast, which, if you're not familiar, is Nathan Fillion, Gina Torres, Alan Tudyk, Marina Baccarin, Adam Baldwin, Jewel State, Sean Marr, Summer Glau, and the late, great Ron glass and it is a show that on paper should not work at all uh it is got it is it is a western it is science fiction um it is a crime movie it is it is a political thriller um it's the least sci-fi sci-fi show out there in many many ways um and on again on paper this this show should not function if you were to read these nine people are in a spaceship smuggling stuff and it, it just doesn't work. And for some reason it doesn't work. And if you read the dialogue, it doesn't work until you see it on the screen. And then somehow everything fits together. This is one of those magical things that happens occasionally in film and television where, where everything, no matter how you got there, no matter how the casting may have changed from, from the beginning to the end, um, you know, how different it might have been from what they originally intended. Everything somehow just magically falls into place. And all, all of the teeth and all of the little gears mesh perfectly. And it runs effectively without a hitch. And you can't really find much wrong with it. Um, in in a in a way that matters you can't find nothing important story wise it's 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 done performance wise it's done you might not like an effect or a, or this or that or whatever but for some reason all of those pieces work it happens occasionally in television it's more rare in film but it is just one of those things that is incredible uh, again firefly has 14 episodes 12 of which were aired two of which were not because fox the network couldn't figure out what night it wanted it to be on and kept preempting it without telling people and moving it around and it eventually canceled it after less than one season. Now, I told you we'd get back to Fox. Fox has a propensity or did. I don't know lately what they've done, but they have a history of taking science fiction shows that are otherwise good and then getting people very excited about them and then canceling them. Space Above and Beyond probably would have gone a couple more seasons based, just based on what I've seen. And I, I feel like it could have run. Firefly, of course, is the probably the single most cited instance of it. But there was a, there was a, uh, there was a series called Terra Nova. Um, there was a series called Almost Human with Carl Urban uh, that... I don't know how Fox 
continues to find shows that they're willing to invest in and film and then subsequently kill. So I think what connects these two shows, Space Above and Beyond and Firefly, is not that they're science fiction films or not that they're science fiction shows, not that, not that uh, you know, they both take place on, you know, with Earth having to expand out from Earth. Um, this is this really is kind of they're kind of joined by this DNA of perhaps coming at a time at times when when the system wasn't really ready for them, when the, the 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 market wasn't ripe for them they weren't ready you know they 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 were they were they they came too soon to be properly appreciated and so went away. Uh, and I think that's sad. I think, I think we see a lot of this in film specifically is studios not um, trusting their material and then interfering with it. And then we, we often get substandard products. And I'm sure if you think about it, you can think of many films uh, that are notorious for having had excessive studio involvement and a film that might otherwise be good turns out not so good in television. It's harder television. It's kind of an all or none process. It's the, the, the shows are made and then, you know, the networks or the studios have to decide what they want to do with them. And they're either on or they're off. They don't get to go in and reconfigure them because they're series once they're filmed, unless they decide, well, we want it, but we're going to change it in season two. And then they may retool in an off season, but during a season, normally it's a it's a, a yes no up down live die scenario. And both of these shows, I think, were were victims of of a studio that didn't quite quite trust what they had, didn't quite understand what they had, and so that rather than than trust the audience, they simply cut the line and moved on to something else. So. Uh, I would like to thank the guys over at the Jacked Up Review Show for letting me talk about these two for a minute. Uh, Space Above and Beyond, again, is a show I'm going to go back and finish. Um, I wish I had gotten to more of them. Like I said, I, I see why people like it. Um, but at, at this point of the show, I'm not, I'm not in a I have to watch the next episode mode yet. But I see why people enjoyed it. I see why people think about it and why people still want to talk about it. Uh, but my love, my life, my lady is, is Firefly. Uh, and that is just that's a tragedy it's just a great tragedy so thanks again to you guys over at jacked up review uh, i appreciate it and if you want to hear more of my thoughts uh, you can follow the visually stunning movie podcast on twitter at vs movie podcast same over on facebook you can just jump over to the website vs moviepodcast.com you know or uh, if you want to go over to youtube and uh, check out the channel there sometimes we get some stuff over there that's a little bit different uh, it's the visually stunning movie podcast channel Check us out. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening. And thanks for the chance. And welcome back. Welcome back. I'm your mage stooge Cam. Here joining me as always is Jamie. Say hi. Hello. What's up, <laughs> Scott? Hello. And Hans, not Gruber. What's going on? Ah, <laughs> oh, just we're 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 going into a maze. We're going into cult fandom. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> we were thinking at first, let's do this. Then, oh, shoot, we're not ready. We need a little more time, even though we've seen it a bunch. We got to actually kind of get familiar or do it on a week, which we can actually, we actually have something to say. And here, here we are. We're finally, 
finally elevated. <laughs> I'm so excited. You'll always come out of the shadows for Firefly talk. Anytime, yeah. There are the military elites, and then there are uh, the brown coats, and we're talking about two Fox shows that both live on with uh, canon uh, spinoff novels and comics, and uh, what. And here in this case, we have Space Above and Beyond, which was by head X-Files writers Glenn Morgan and James Wong, also known for Final Destination. It essentially took a Star Trek and pre-Starship Troopers uh, look at showing in a a fascist uh, American military faced with Babylon 5 type serialized mystery and uh, and mostly on scene. uh, alien enemy with Firefly. We have a Han Solo bunch mm. of mercs with realistic guns, mm. armored yet unarmed uh, mm-hmm. Serenity spaceship. One trip, final trip to the cinemas to wrap things up, and the legend continues still to this day. <laughs> so, yeah, it won't die. For better or worse. And because these cult fandoms are so complex, we'll only be able to like talk about half of each of them. So I figured, hey, you know, we, we can split it up uh, however as long. Jamie, when did you get into That's Firefly? <laughs> I uh, I got into, of course, everybody's probably going to say this. I got into Buffy first. Uh, okay, so you're already on the Josh Whedon train, it, slowly uh, elevating. <laughs> well, yeah, see, that's that's why I said for better or worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going there. We've already talked about it enough. Yeah, I, just need to go there. We all know he's. I, ca- <laughs> I caught on. Uh, I caught on to Buffy when season three started, so I watched that all the way through, and I heard about Firefly, but I wasn't very interested in it. I don't know if it was the way they uh, advertised. I mean, oh, totally the ads, dude. I remember. Oh. I think I was oh free, and I saw like a random ad for it. And I'm like, what? Well, yeah, hello. What are who are these sexy people showering in space? What's going on here? <laughs> Well, that's kind yeah, of Fox a cool has spaceship. a way of just destroying any yeah. you know, hype for it a show. It looks like every other show that was yeah. on at that time from Fastlane to Dark Angel to where you're just like, ooh, so they're breaking the rules, but they're and not. I, do I care? <laughs> yeah. And where where can I find this show? I'm often in bed by the time it's on TV. So it, <laughs> it was interesting how they kind of went through that phase and then they slowly stopped screwing people yeah. over. Slowly. Yeah. I remember still- even thinking, um, you know, wow, this is Joss Whedon, but this this show just does not grab me. I, I don't know. I'm not going to bother. And then, I don't know how over many years later, Serenity comes out. And I see the trailer, and I'm like, wow, fucking, what is that? Joss Whedon? I've never heard of this. What is this? And the, the voice is like, the cult classic by popular demand comes back in a full flank, a full feature you know i'm like well they're saying like i should know this but i have no clue what this is so then i watched serenity first unfortunately because <laughs> i'm stupid uh then For i was don't know you're not alone you're out oh alone. yes sorry mostly everybody dies but it's all good yeah i <laughs> I, I, I went back myself and saw all the episodes on youtube at the time uh there were uh-huh. some that were on air that just because they had partial nudity or just uh, a little bit strong language, but it was just interesting seeing them all marathoned on Sci-Fi Channel the for a few months while Serenity yeah. was out, and uh, like you say, just seeing them build a legit world, reuse some Starship Trooper uh, props and costumes <laughs> for the 
And they didn't did they that? call didn't they call them the Federation also in that? Yeah. Yeah, the, the bad guys, and, and they're the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, you know that right away in sci-fi. <laughs> it, it's just interesting Easy. how they go with that. Um, Scott, when did you become a, a brown coat, so to speak? For- I I did it uh, back asswards, like um Jamie did. And, uh, yeah, Jamie, I I saw like ads for Serenity. Really, um, you can easily get into, but like you say, you do get a little annoyed how they don't really develop everyone enough, and then they kill off half of them, and you're like, well, right? No, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think <laughs> I, I, I don't even think I saw the ads that said, you know, the cult class. I had no yeah. idea that Firefly even existed. Yeah, that was my. But I response. think on a whim, I caught it on either a streaming channel or or actually went to the. I think I actually mm-hmm. went to the theater to see it because you know, like. Just, Cowboys in space, you signed yeah. me up if I get yeah. a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Free. And you know, um, so I enjoyed it, but obviously I had no freaking clue what was going on. Um, you know, past the the excitement and action parts and uh the trailer did not do it justice, you know, the trailers yeah. they put out had like I thought there was gonna be aliens and shit. Joss um, Whedon, Joss Whedon's <laughs> writing kept me very, very entertained in it though. He's he's just I the best know. dialogue writer. Yeah, I didn't know anything about him at the time either. Oh, and really? I said I went to saw Serenity and 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 oh uh, well, no, no, it plenty and is, then found yeah. out. Then I immediately went and bought all of Firefly on yeah. iTunes. Yeah, me too. And, um, which well, I bought the discs. But... Which was, I think, when I bought them on iTunes, they were actually in the order they were supposed to be. Um, Serenity yeah. being first, Serenity train job, then. Um, but both the DVDs maybe and. Third. The... Mm-hmm. other stuff were in chronological order and that's what got so yeah. infuriating when you're like well why do people think that by airing it in different order gets a different audience it causes confusion each and every time <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's just, it, it was like planned to fail from the start because serenity the pilot is like one of the best pilots i've ever seen as far as like building the world and letting you know what's going on i mean it's just it's perfect it, it hits every beat you need to to like invest in that universe and if i think the show would have done a lot better if they'd started with that obviously but it was such a class it's just it's just, speaking about the pilot it's such a it, it's so it's a classic way to start uh, a show a series it's yeah. classic world building like even yeah, little details, and there's like, some alien easter eggs you even see like a uh whatever the uh factory places that uh Weyland, yotundi or whatever Oh, right. oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, on one of the spaceships that Nathan Fillon blows up, uh, Malcolm mm-hmm. Reynolds, I should say, yeah. for those long time years. <laughs> but it's interesting how that's also technically the company of the replicants, right? Uh, in Blade Runner, yes, it is. Yeah, so. just ripping off Predator too. I'm okay with that being the same. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you know they ditched. Clearly, the replicants, you know, helped destroy the Earth, and we had to flee. So. <laughs> yeah and then there's all there. these others like who's who of sci-fi action i think mark shepherd is a brief recurring like right Steve. uh the guy who plays captain acevedo on the shield is another punk who just like can't stop laughing at his stupid jokes and then you get all mm. these other colorful figures and you remember them because they just again they've been on everything from Battlestar galactica to other troubled fox shows like arrested development where you're just like that guy and he's yeah. awesome <laughs> and it does a good job with uh survival and everything i think that's why people keep coming back to it uh 
and, and just that western symphony music it really does take yeah. advantage it's practically cowboy bebop live action right yeah, J- yeah. J- well joss, you know joss whedon wrote that with somebody and he was i recall him on the on the uh, commentaries that he was so proud of that song the the theme song uh-huh. he wrote the lyrics yeah. and joss never watched cowboy bebop though apparently he didn't know anything about it oh really <laughs> so he apparently uh, said once and nobody believes him uh, <laughs> did you guys ever uh listen to the commentaries no i i didn't have I that opportunity so. were they pretty cool were they pretty detailed oh they're they're fantastic the the um any any one of the commentaries with nathan fillion is just it's criminally entertaining because yeah, sure. right. basically just a, theater the, type track yeah. well yeah it's basically just yeah it's like it's a it's a comedy routine but the final episode, um, Objects in Space, he does it by himself. And he starts off by saying, okay, I'm going to tell everyone on this commentary why I love movies, why I love creating, and why, why this, why that. And he specifies, this might, this might sound interesting. He says when he saw Close Encounters of the Third Kind, that changed his life forever. Mm-hmm. That, that's what put him on the road. So you actually filmmaking. got uh, inside yeah. vault by... Listen to the commentaries. <laughs> what? You actually got some inside scoop by listening to the commentaries. Yes, so. a lot. Yes. Um, he uh he talks about philosophy. Um, just it's a really deep commentary. I mean, if you if you just if you're not a hundred percent fascinated and you just want to dip your toe in, I would recommend listening to the commentary for the final episode. The one with Jubal early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. He uh he Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. He, he jokes about uh, uh, when uh, when early is intimidating Kaylee. Yeah. And he makes the 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 uh, the rape references. Yeah. Um, and Joss Whedon is he's talking, he's listening, he's joking. He says, "Yeah, nobody wanted to sit with me at lunch that day." Well, well, because they didn't like the yeah. Right, but we we've heard there are other reasons. People didn't want to do with Joss oh, and Murphy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of, I don't, don't get me going. I don't. Know. It's hard, yeah, that's man. Its, own show right there. it's pretty much. It's now like, like, okay. Can we just admit that every Hollywood person is, is a, a scumbag? Oh yeah, yeah pretty much I mean, at this point, yeah. I, I've let's, let's just, my, Patton Oswalt's about the only one who hasn't pissed me off yet. So let's just face <laughs> all that and move on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Either way, uh, I did discover Buffy finally too. By the way, uh, like a oh, yeah. girl, my couple girlfriends ago turned me onto that. Never got around to Angel or, or Dollhouse, but I mean, oh, I interesting, yeah, yeah, I Angel, definitely appreciated. I think is still like on TNT, like twenty four seven, along with Bones and uh, freaking. Yeah. Have you guys uh, ever done that. a sci fi trivia night and ever been like, by the way, what special effects company reuses its spaceship from this cold hit? In Battlestar Galactica, and the answer <laughs> would be Firefly, because apparently uh, many fanboys with too much time noticed on like rewatching HD versions of the new Battlestar yeah. that right. the yeah, Firefly ship that. is clearly in there. They're yeah. like, what? What? What is that ship? Yeah. <laughs> is it in the same universe? And it's like they just were reusing one of those cgi models of the spaceship in there. I know, I know we're not there yet, but I got. I did just watch the first two episodes of Space. And I got a very Battlestar Galactica vibe from that, actually. So it's that was... really hard to believe that it came out before this, because it's the same kind of deal. Like, uh, well, Wong and Morgan, again, 
they they were the head writers on X Files, so they already had a lot of geek cred. Yeah, and they stuck with you know that and Millennium, and then you know Final Destination type sagas for so long. They 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 created their own fan base, much like the Firefly guys. And I find it interesting how Fox was housing all these faces and yet really just not appreciating half of them at the time to where it's like, okay, well, I don't want to say someone deserves to fail, but it's like, mm. how did you just not see the potential for this? <laughs> yeah. That half well, I mean, That's the essence of cult shows, though, is that no one saw the potential when they were supposed to. You know, that, that has <laughs> that half-assed attempt to uh, reboot it. Now that that's that's been buried now, right? Or is that still a go-ahead? The Battlestar or Firefly? no, Saran, uh Firefly. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, no, I haven't heard anything. Recently. I don't think it's coming back. I was yet. waiting anxiously for the <laughs> online game to come out that never did. And you know, oh, okay, cool. They actually had all the characters, all the actors' voice for that too. I mean, it was they did pretty... a canceled video game. Jeez. Yeah, it was going to be like online, uh, sort of online. I'm yeah, going to say gonna be... that it's got the Highlander curse, where people are Probably. speaking the same language, but they either you know, keep getting taken over by a crappy Weinstein type producer or the edits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what the rights, the rights probably, you know, Fox like pulled them or something. Cause I said, they, they actually had voice, all the original voice actors in there to record stuff and everything. So I was following it for a while. Cause it was going to be like an online open world RPG. So they tried doing a similar thing with Babylon five. And it was, just, again, it's just like, whatever they did it's like they kept running into a barrier or getting shut down or there yeah. wasn't enough money and it's just like why do you guys do this to yourselves <laughs> it's just like <laughs> there is an audience there's a clear s audience you might not make the numbers you're looking for but you're gonna make some kind of money i mean just having it at a convention alone would it would still kill there, there used to be an amazing um mod for probably the original neverwinter nights D D game i don't know if any of you guys are gamers i i definitely didn't play that <laughs> one, but uh, I mean, you could buy the shit out of this and people made you know and you could play it online too so someone made like a virtual you could have persistent worlds online and you know modded ones and somebody built an entire firefly verse it was amazing that's just people in there role-playing all the time and you do simple combat i mean that's the alternative especially if you're not gonna spend all this money on cosplay or what have you you might as well create your own rpg i mean i've seen people do it with half-life and halo they would make their characters look like starship troopers but just like the existence of that that's like somebody put some serious ass work in and if somebody's that dedicated I try to make some money off them. <laughs> you know, you just... would think. I know they've hired some gamers who made a perfect hack and everything else in some cases, and now it's like companies get infuriated because they're or they they fear for their own. Like they'll do something douchey, kind of like Paramount did with those Star Trek fan films, where if you right. instead of just hiring you, saying, "Hey, you're a fan, you know what's clearly best," you know, or yeah. even pulling a Deadpool where. We're we're gonna force Fox into releasing this now that we put them on the spot. It's yeah, exactly, like they, yeah. they always will either file a cease and desist and get like intimidated and then just say, please don't repost that. It's like, yeah. well, why why deny all the glitter? Why deny all the gold? It's so wild when studios have like an active disdain for their fan base. 
it's yeah. it's a paradigm i can't believe they still hold on to because you're uh, basically just you're partially cutting yourself me. off from free pr you know free yeah. marketing it's just around the time the in the world small around the time serenity was coming out you know Battlestar was you know kicking ass on sci-fi channel and apparently sci-fi vice president was like a total tool to the fans saying oh no one cares about sci-fi it's not meant yeah. to be a good thing and it's just like what it's so just wait, a- what's the name of your channel again dude yeah like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was it really was amazing and in that same year they were trying to do ego stuff like we're a law breaking rule breaking you know yeah channel it's just like well in some cases but not every case but it, it just really uh, but by that time when they were just again airing reruns of all these cult shows including firefly yeah. and then having stargate and Valstar, that double dip on fridays is this like uh, how could you just not see the writing on that wall right. you, you would think <laughs> after a while you would be proud of your stuff and at, at this point people kind of forget like conventions were kind of a thing but they were still kind of restricted just for uh you know fans of slashers yeah. and horror icons as well yeah, as more of a subculture thing track yeah, yeah. and if you didn't know anyone you either didn't go or <laughs> you just fortunately yeah, they were found that cool. uh, space definitely benefited from it too i i, I definitely would see all uh, a lot of GeoCities dedicated to it. Uh, like by '96, it 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 had a huge internet fan base. And There's still some old ass like first generation internet websites that are still up. <laughs> yeah, the, there's even a Facebook group that calls itself 2063. You know, space A and B. You know, group and uh, the, there were much like again, much like Firefly Serenity Saga. There were a shit ton of books and comics. Some are kind of annoying because like they're so pricey and yet they're just novelizations of the pilot episode. But for the really? most part, there's some original stuff that I will admit I have ordered off of eBay discount. But it's interesting how they both kind of had the same vision. They wanted to have a serialized, you know, mystery, you know, yeah. Serenity, Firefly's case. It's will the ship get taken over? Will the Federation, you know, kill all our pirates? Will there be a mutiny? And with space this case it was kind of more is like will we find out a way how to defeat the aliens and then is someone going to get captured is someone else going to commit a mutiny against their own uh sub command is someone else jane yeah yeah gonna get killed but yes jane is an interesting yeah yeah like he says how can how come you didn't stab me in the back and jane says well the money wasn't good enough and mal says well what what happens when it is good enough, and Jane just says, "Well, that's going to be an interesting, be an interesting day. day." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the, I mean, some of my I don't think he favorite ever lines ever written. But when they, <laughs> I don't think they would have betrayed each other. But I think no. they just put well, that kind of, in the back burner just to show a love hate yeah, relationship tension. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There was a lot of character developments that I, I, I wish I like. For one thing, uh, Mal and Inara, they were sort of really getting towards uh, getting together uh uh in in serenity so uh i, I kind of hoped that they wouldn't i was sort of hoping at the time that um if they continued the story it would be a will they won't they right well i mean if they do attention. with joss one of them has to die then soon so yeah <laughs> yeah <know>. yeah 
So we don't want that. <laughs> I wonder who he would have killed. I mean, if the show continued. Well, I mean, if you read the the stories of his planned second season, he was no, I didn't. To, I mean, I think she was her big secret. Basically, was that she was dying of some space disease, perfectly oh. not STD related. Um, and that also, he was going to have some scene. I don't remember where I read this, but it was like reputable source. Um, maybe it was Manir they talked to or something. Scott's uh, ass has reported. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, or it could just be my fevered fantasy dream about I'm Firefly. I'm just kidding, but I'll take it as a forum. Let's just... He had apparently written a scene where like, Anara's secret little syringe case that she produces on yeah. Serenity was supposed to be like an anti-rape drug that killed people if they raped you and like they were gonna have her raped and maybe killed by reapers oh. or reavers which really yeah. would have been, been just you know that definitely cemented joss's evil uh reputation for murdering good characters even above and beyond I, either way that's a good <laughs> it, it, that was a very good casting there that was definitely my intro to marina bakaran who has oh yeah done everything all of those absolutely Deadpool, the I mean, homeland i wish i wish they RV. turned her into domino yeah that would have been cool yeah yeah i can picture her in the makeup and in the costume yeah that would have been good <laughs> but she's supposed to be somebody else and like isn't there another character that's vanessa and deadpool i don't read deadpool but yeah. <laughs> we're way off topic so, so yeah. the uh, the syringe so was supposed to be a poison for the attacker then uh, yeah apparently um oh, that that's when, too complicated yeah i mean i, I mean, don't i hope it's not real because yeah, that's just kind of really bad yeah i mean I, I mean that was a really chilling scene too when she, i mean she's like i'm gonna kill myself before they get to me yeah i mean um, yeah. Uh, that's the way i'd like to look at it but yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't think it was necessarily maybe for the Serenity scene. If that was, I, I think it was one uh, planned in the second season. You know, even before Serenity yeah. existed, so he might have changed his mind. Well, apparently, did you know? Wow. One of these days, there's going to be a released, you know, on film screenplay book. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It would have been great if there was a a Reavers uh, movie, like an unrated Reavers movie, so we can see. Like Reavers gore and stuff. Yeah, though, I know. how long can you really? That like if there's an hour. one thing both these shows did pretty good was having some grisly kind of <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah alien villains. They yeah. did a good job making the Reavers scary though, even just with the uh, with with the writing. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean that just... one where they say if the, they'll kill the, something like they'll skin you and rape you to death or blah blah blah. And and if you're very lucky, says, they'll do it in that order. They'll yeah, yeah. rape you and eat I, you. Yeah. yeah, I mean, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was, God, what a great show. Zoe, you know, that's one yeah. of the best characters in she, the world. She, she was a really weird, um, she was an angel, too. She played some kind of demon or something. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. It was a completely different character, so it was kind of weird. To, oh, to, and uh, Gina Torres' character, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's just it. Like, once Firefly ended, he just kept putting them all on Buffy and Angel Saga to yeah. and play mm-hmm. various characters. Uh, I, I always thought it was interesting how her surname, Washburn, was inspired by her surname since she was technically married to Lawrence Fishburne. So I was like, okay, awesome. That's Lawrence Fishburne's wife? Oh, that's right, yeah. At the time. Yeah. What is everybody's favorite episode? I was thinking about this today, yeah. Other than the pilot, I'd have to say, I don't know, War Stories probably. It's, yeah, War Stories is good. It's just funny. I mean, it's 
tragic and funny, but uh, there's some the most episode. hilarious shit in there. What's the Maybe episode where they have a uh, contrast? Uh, it's like their ship's getting raided and they're having to hide all throughout their ship to pass inspection and everything oh. by the Federation. Yeah, yeah. Is that the one where Mal um, is on the ship dying and he has to get a part into the engine? I think or is that so. a different one? He's, well, it, like mainly you, you, you can tell. Like River is... Uh, and her doctor brother are both hiding, and Federation's That's... like sees the vehicle and everything, and they're all. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Not obvious I, space. No. I got to admit, my favorite is Shindig. I don't know. It just. It's a close second for me, definitely. <laughs> it it's the simplest episode. It's pretty much self-contained, but I don't know. It's just it's magic. It's just one of those magic episodes. I think. It did have a pretty good cast and crew. It just was. Pretty much, again, you know, it's just why I I never understand why they schedule stuff a certain way. Yeah, and we can't forget our Mrs. Reynolds. Oh, where we were so lovingly introduced to Miss Christina Hendricks. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> going to that special hell. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, when he was so helping hard. her pals at the brothel and everything it, it, yeah it, it did take me a while to realize oh this madman actress i have seen her before <laughs> yeah uh josh do you have any closing thoughts on firefly before we move back to space <laughs> i mean i was really late on it i think i've watched it for the first time in like 2015 when it was on netflix like i'd been that told it was good right. and but I was told it was good, but I knew it was only one season. So I was like, why do I want to get invested in this? You know? <laughs> See, I didn't know about the the cancellation. I was only getting 13 episodes when I went searching for it. I'm like, oh, man, this thing. They made a movie out of this fucker. This must have gone several years at least. Yeah, yeah I thought the same thing. <laughs> and now you guys have done it to me again. Cam, you've, you've introduced me to Space Above <laughs> and Beyond. And now I know there's only like... 24 at least there's 24 episodes and uh, it's gonna leave me on a heartbreaking big freaking cliffhanger isn't it oh. <laughs> oh, <that> ending <laughs> man great i was that just ending. gonna i was thinking, i don't have I the energy to hunt down too. comics and books either i so I'm, we're just gonna watch it all and 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 grieve like we did with firefly so. <laughs> I, it's I, remember, I remember that ending bumming me out at the time when i was like 12 or 13 Mm-hmm. Bum me out again I just, when I just won't rewatch it all. It's just, it's, oh, it's, there's never a conclusion. And, it, oh, it's so sad. I've watched it's kind of the sad like for three anything, times now. Especially <laughs> when the quality like delivers and it just makes you wish just like some of the hot shots would just, you know, they, they, they would negotiate with so many shows that weren't yeah. cutting it as ratings and yet they would still say okay well, uh, well we'll give you an extra year you got one year left and now that that just doesn't even happen now it's just <laughs> I, I mean it was an expensive show like, it's it's so wild because What's they the clearly put a bunch of money into it at Some the beginning like they thought it was going to be big and then they just bailed on it almost immediately i mean it's still going on hey netflix does it constantly now it's like why do you even bother investing that much if you're not going to nurture the product i just don't get that business model yeah. at all didn't they say that they they it's like their network rule that a, a show can't last more than two or three seasons or something? Netflix or was that HBO? Or, or Fox. I mean, 
Oh. The movie channels have been canceling a lot of stuff lately too, yeah. and some yeah. of it. I mean, we talked a bit about on here about Lovecraft Country that that apparently got canceled because. Uh, well, it was yeah, very toxic read... behind the scenes. It didn't have anything to do with the show's quality itself. It's just interesting how, whatever the cancellation reason, it's almost always something where you're just like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's I like, don't accept you that. Adults figure this out. Yeah, and for the, for the longest time, I've tried to hold out hope that uh, Hollywood and the filmmaking industry, there had to be some art, art, art thinking people in it artistically thinking people people who you know don't usually start every sentence with product or brand yeah but I, 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 I it's depressing it depresses me to think about it i don't think that's true i think they're oh, wait till disney owns everything yeah yeah some real quality uh, stuff. I'm, I'm waiting for google or someone else to crash the whole market and then oh, shit. Right. don't even take, say that uh, too late Amazon's <laughs> trying five to. episodes now <laughs> Google, I was going to say, Microsoft, we're screwed, Apple. We're screwed when when uh, Amazon starts making their own movies. But they, I forgot, they have started making them. Redbox oh, yeah. is is doing their own movies. Yeah, the yep. fanatic. Have you guys yeah, seen the fanatic? Uh, the, oh, the, uh, the Travolta. Yeah, yeah. Wow, oh, so, that is something. If you did, you see it? I I've seen enough. I of actually it. Like, don't remember if I did or not. <laughs> I actually. Not to get off topic, just once. I In actually, rec- yeah, I recommend you guys see it. I recommend it to people. It's not boring. You it's will fascinating. Not be- yes, it's fascinating on a num- for a number of reasons. You know, you're you're constantly asking, is this a ho- is this horror? Is it a comedy? Yes, yeah, it, it doesn't. I don't think it comedy? knows. No, that's the thing. It's if Fred Durst, Fred. <laughs> oh Fred yeah, Durst, he directed Nookie. Yeah, Mr. Nookie yeah. directed this thing. It's a well directed movie. Like, it, it is. And there's a lot of subtext in it. There's a lot of emotional layers. And if he did that on purpose, he's a fucking madman. He's a genius. Mm. He should it, he should get more movies. But if he did the, it by accident, <laughs> that's almost more fascinating. Well, well, Travolta's entire portrayal in that movie, like mm-hmm. I, I go back and forth every five minutes. Is this amazing yeah. or is this just trash it's, garbage like i can't it, i still don't i think it's just a rob zombie or dancing yeah. experience where they're i mean the 80s are back but not in a good way where instead yeah. of laughing at a washed up metal star doing a bunch of zombie concerts or what have you instead here we got yeah uh, like these guys who just wanted to just goof around make a random slasher that had barely any slashing <laughs> yeah and there's like extreme violence at the end of it yeah, that that just comes out of nowhere. Like mean spirited violence. Oh, he pokes out Travolta's eye with a fucking knife. Yeah. He yeah. blows his hand off. Jeez, yeah. it's <laughs> it's fucking wild. Yeah, it is. And that got distribution, and we can't have any of these good shows because exactly what's going on. Well, that shows you how much power maybe uh, Travolta. <laughs> and his little, well, yeah, he's his still a name. So I like I do like to give you guys some hope for both of these shows because I mean I think history shows that. You get the right producer in the right room and the right size pile of cocaine on the table, <laughs> and they'll drag back anything. Someone thought it was a good idea yeah. to bring back Full House for fuck's sake. Yeah, there's 18 yeah. different CSI shows. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, the new ones. They're Apple. cheap though. Don't That's the thing. Yeah, like Space Above and Beyond was an expensive show. Yeah, sure, but I mean, like, yeah, this, and they're always going to go. That's why there's a million, you know, reality shows. But I mean, yeah, the special effects and that they don't hold up, obviously, but yeah. for the time. For TV, they were 
incredible. Sure. See, I'm, I guess I'm easier because I mean, I don't know how many of you are close to my age of 54, but I mean, I grew up well, with none of us, but we have Spider Man, you know, with <laughs> Spider Man, two webs, a show, and it would be some guy throwing a net at a bad guy. Yeah, and so yeah. I'm pretty easy as far as special effects go. Yeah, and oh yeah, that's what I mean. You know, a guy turning into Lou Ferrigno. Oh, uh, exactly. Yeah, we're spoiled now, but if it's oh, gonna yeah. get formulaic, all I can ask is that you do it differently each time, and you never have a sense of just like a dull moment or energy that doesn't serve anything. And I do have to applaud again, just even all these actors for knowing where they came from, like. You know, Jules say anytime she was at a Stargate Atlantis convention, Alan Took, anytime he's at a Disney voiceover convention, and you know, Gina Torres does this around the same time as Matrix and Angel and uh Sean Mayers appeared in a few other things with Nathan Fillion and yeah. Marina McCarran uh, and Adam Baldwin were it's both. It's nice when they appreciate something like that and they're not like yeah. Harrison Ford who inexplicably hates his Han Everything. Solo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the actor who he loves just, Indiana Jones, but he hates Han Solo, even though it's the same character. The actor who played Shepard Book, uh, he's been around for decades. He was in a a children's program called The Electric Company back in the 70s. No, you're thinking of... uh, You're thinking of... um, No, I don't think Ron Glass was in The Electric Company. You're thinking of Morgan Freeman, and he was Easy Reader. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I'm about to say, what the hell, Jamie? No, Ron Glass was in Barney Miller. It was his big thing. Yeah, he was Ron Harris Barney Miller. I picture I, in the room. <laughs> I, I was, I was, what? I'm 48. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but Summer Glau. How'd you Miller. miss Barney Miller, man? That was like required. I didn't miss Barney Miller. Or, like, I, I just got mixed up, you know. It's a great you show, but uh, when you're Summer watching, Glau. Summer Glau. When you're watching TV and, and a, as a kid, you know, you remember the warm feelings. I was just remembering yeah. uh, Ron Glass and he used to be on something that was really cool. And yeah. Robert yeah. Bernie Miller, yeah. Right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And and Summer Glass was on that Terminator show, and uh, yeah. I'd, I'd see her all the time, and I haven't seen her been doing as much, so I don't know if what what's going on here, but I don't know. She uh, she was like been calling her like the TV curse for a while there because they did the cape, and then she had sunk after a few episodes. She, or, yeah, she was in Terminator, yeah, yeah, you know, Terminator show, the yeah. unit, and a bunch of other shows, but yeah. yeah. The Terminator Chronicle, that was a good show. Oh, yeah. Uh, a thousand percent. Definitely yeah. the sequels we needed. <laughs> yeah. They should have just stuck with that. And put yeah, their, it's the only sequel that. outside of two that's good. That would yeah. have been, yeah, preferable <laughs> compared to what's yeah. been. It's done. all good. We'll do a saga ranking one of these days. But, um, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, all together, I mean, <sighs> what, what is Fox ever going to revisit sci-fi, or do you think they're just going to say, screw it? You know, they don't we, seem to know what to do with it. We don't no. get sci-fi, right. so therefore let's just not do it. Because they've done it a few other times uh, with other shows like Fringe, Touch. Now yeah. I think they're just well, that, at a standstill. That's the thing about something like Space. It's it was so it was overly ambitious. Like yeah. they tried to like the first half of that season is honestly not that good. They were trying to do so many different things. I mean, they didn't really even fight the the main threat. So like yeah I mean, they, at all until the second the second half of that season is still really good that's when they I figured totally, out oh okay like we, they, we need to chill on like the evil corporation and the the ai and the you know everything it was just like we're throwing everything at you all at once it's a bit too much man in, in between the, the the pilot yeah and like 
I want to say episode 10, I think, yeah, it, you don't really know where it's going, uh, but or it's enjoyable, but you don't love it. It's kind of more yeah, of those it was, where you it just didn't know what it was sense. yet. You yeah. know, uh, yeah, you know, the pilot didn't really grab me all that much. I'm no, completest. So really, I'll okay. <laughs> no, just acting was a little sketchy. You know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, you I know, don't they're, know what they're, they're working with. They're probably all staring at green screens through most. I kind of dug so the acting really actually them. in this. Uh, yeah, I mean, the cast all has good chemistry, which goes a really yeah. Well generally, ways. yeah, I do. I do like. I think I that mean, helps started, a lot. Was, In the beginning, that was my. I thought they by, were by the second hour. Still, I was they hooked me though pretty much. I thought they were at least better than most of the Star Trek shows in their first year because no one Similar, knows what they're doing yeah. in the first year. But yeah. it, it was interesting how. They would get some other just bizarre guests to play other oh, aliens and Hall Richard Kind comes in as like Richard a Kine psychic a officer. Coolio yeah. shows up. Coolio, Coolio of shows all up. freaking people, and in he's space? actually pretty decent or, because yeah, on space. I couldn't oh, believe cool. my eyes. I couldn't believe it either because I figured, well, Coolio's not much of an actor, and here somehow they got him to behave and had him be an interactive, sarcastic. I thought I was hallucinating because it was episode yeah. like 19 and I watched all 23 episodes in a row right before this. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's an addiction show. Up. Once again, yeah, time. and I, I was like, am I just sleep deprived? What's, what is this? Why is Coolio on my screen? I actually had to, I had to look up the cast list. And That's like, why okay, I actually CBD was Coolio. Now, <laughs> yeah, I don't sleep. <laughs> Everyone has the Coolio hallucination eventually. That was, that was it. Especially it was more than a gangster's paradise, I know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, all together, I mean, they just—they just, they just murdered that the, show too because they—that yeah. was back in the day when if you didn't see something live, you just didn't see it. Like yeah. there was nothing you could do. They, they had a set night. Yeah. They kept moving the set night, and then especially towards the end. They knew they were going to cancel it, but they had already done it all. They just dump like two episodes on a Friday. Like I'd just be changing the channel to be like, what the hell? <laughs> were, uh, totally. were, there, were there space above and beyond action figures and toys and things? I don't know. No. De- definitely not toys, but so. the, the, the comics and books were big. And then to, to add uh, the appeal to that, it like once a year would re-air on Sci-Fi Channel. They would do just random marathons. <sighs> and I would always see parts of them. I'd be like, wait, Arlie Ermey freaking yeah sergeant i mean i haven't seen it since then that was beautiful you can't, I mean, even, like, da- you can't even buy it online like got to buy the dvd for, yeah for jumping on the full metal jacket bandwagon though and getting him for it and yeah and that, that's kind of why i think it it had a lot of maturity even and i think it knew what it wanted to before it got really really good it was just one of those it was just but that they was had too many big ideas and they needed many, to kind of focus it a little yeah, and they eventually I, did, and that's when it got really good. I think I totally by by episodes like five to six, they're starting to condense, they're starting to filter and compress it. But much like you do a sound file on here, but yeah, it was interesting how uh, at first I was like, "Wait, I'm not watching Full Metal Jacket. I'm watching a space show. I've never heard of it what. What the hell was, is this?" It was so hard to follow too because they weren't airing things like in the right order, and then they no. dump a few when I couldn't see them, and With like space too, I just that. didn't know what was going on. And Fox like all these marathons, they wouldn't promote them. You just would start yeah. in the middle of it and be like, well, they were just the burning hell? them off because, again, they spent so much money on it. They ordered an, an entire 23 episode season. You know, normally if they give up on a show, you, oh, you don't yeah. get that many, but they had gone all in and then just immediately bailed. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can see it in the CGI at the time and 
in that order, and then the music's incredible. Yeah, the CGI is dated, but it's still you can't believe it. They, they got that on the air back in the yeah, day because like you were saying spider-man like yeah. that was the kind of that was the bar at, at the time like tv was just not what it is now and that was by far the best cgi i'd ever seen outside of a movie theater it wasn't yeah. even close no. a thousand percent even the little remastered versions you found are, are nice too yeah yeah so, so for those who want to see space and not buy the, the collector's item dvds you can watch it remastered on youtube i'm pretty sure there's got to they're be not all parts. on there at least they weren't like there's a couple missing still really, really? that's I, why i, I ended episode. up buying the it might it might be now but when yeah, we first started talking about this 24 i think oh, okay because yeah. i tried to do that and it said it had them all but then it just didn't i think they kept um, hiding them because they're uh they're it's not uh what's it called when you have a youtube playlist but it's not uh yeah publicly uh, private yeah private. it's not yeah, you private, can still find them it's, it's not yeah, it's it's, it's unlisted and so uh, yeah yeah th- th- there might have been some fuckery with the playlist but i mean yeah i just i don't understand why because i mean just to get the dvds to come out was like a huge fan campaign like they it were really forever. was like, they it, just wanted to forget all about it like, dude there's money on the table just take it, it if you don't want to give you money them. just let them give you the money when, when Netflix them. was a big deal in 2012, it was definitely on there along with the Stargates, but then they, it's like, much like with all the movie channels and cable stuff kind of changing vice presidents just as shows are getting good and then pretty much saying, I don't want anything to do with what we did, you know. Yeah, last. forget the old regime, like I put my own stamp on this. It's just, there's too much of that too. And so just like shows would just literally get thrown away, but they're still kind of doing it. What we're seeing, Netflix is buying all this stuff that Crackle or DirecTV yeah. used to air and you're like, will it find a fan base? No, no way to tell, but that's the only way anyone's going to make any money off of their products is if they keep putting it somewhere instead of just... I just saw Firefly show up on a news service. I got an ad for this Devo TV. Yeah, there's Devo TV. Okay, and they've so, got like three or four sci-fi shows, and one of them saw Firefly. Yeah, so, so that's there you good. go. So Pluto going away. <laughs> isn't the only one airing cult shows. I I, I yeah. know they they do Stargate, uh, Homicide, and a bunch of other cult uh, show marathons on their service, and it's basically bootleg cable. That's what it is. You know, I think Firefly would have benefited from uh, better better marketing too. Plus, I mean, it's not like the movie's fault or or the show's fault. But no, I mean, it should not be. They're not like Star Warsy kind of characters. I mean, it's all basically it, it's realistic. It's like in the future, people are probably going to be dirty and hungry. Yeah, it's a <laughs> or little higher concept be, than um, yeah. your normal. Your, yeah, you know, it's no, very prophetic. Contrast. Yeah, it's even more prophetic now that like, yeah, yeah, on an international like if it we ever have to leave the planet, we're probably going to have to get along with at least one other country to manage yeah. it and then probably be china so and the yeah. whole idea the whole idea very well it. thought out world building i mean some of the best oh totally yeah. much, much like buck rogers even though it's existing because of the star wars method and it's got kind of a star trek you know week to week kind of deal it goes beyond any kind of conception like you guys say by really hanging on to the whole what would you do in this scenario yeah. yada yada and the yeah, idea I mean, good science fiction is based in reality you know something that could actually happen in the future the idea in uh in firefly of by the by that point in the future 
the world, everybody owes China so much that China just decided one day to just say, okay, I own all of you. So, yeah. you know, I'm moving in everywhere. <laughs> well, that's, that's why it was, that that's way. why they, uh, they bounced between Chinese and the uh, English. That's why there's yeah. all, you know, no, that's so true. And to think that a year later, Deadwood was on HBO. And, <laughs> and yeah. this this was, uh, I mean, it's kind of like goes back to what we're still seeing bullshit now. We're seeing crap like uh, that people will say like, oh, our rated movies don't make money. And then we we'll still see, you know, a Matrix oh, or yeah. Deadpool type blockbuster make yeah. serious bank. Or and it's like video game I, adaptations don't work. And then we get the last right. Ones. They're causing yeah. kids to it's kill like, each other. You just done it wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what are, what are your statistics? Because if they're anywhere near your booty hole, which they probably are, then this is probably what you're. Yeah. That's what happens uh, when non-creative people make business decisions on creative I, properties. Either just, that or they got to deny it and then uh, shuffle it around so they can rip it off and not pay anybody. And you're just like, so. I mean, so saying, many shows need to find themselves too. And they don't yeah. always get that. I mean, if you watch the first couple episodes of Seinfeld, not good. No, the no, first season no. did not find its place yet. And no. it wasn't. Parks and, and Rec, same thing. The first couple oh, season or yeah. two, not good. Almost yeah. unwatchable. Uh, yeah, and, and don't get me started on all the Star Treks. They take fucking <laughs> forever. Is like half the season will be good, and the other half will be like, well, it had a good start. That ending was just yeah. dumb. Or yeah, just let the creative thing? people do their thing, and they'll if you get talented people. They'll probably figure it out. You just gotta uh, give them some time. They they killed Star Trek. Always... They killed Star Trek when they started to put more Flash and less deep thought into it you know yeah yeah, yeah. So it wasn't an action franchise that's not no. what it was about yeah at all adult uh, every other western show takes a while to actually let you inside the saloon or yeah, the barn. yeah trust the creatives and like let them build their world their characters and everything people complain about shorter seasons too of shows and i think it's a better thing because it shows people yeah. how much they love a certain thing uh 24 you don't get filler you know man because like, you don't get a nonsense guess. episodes that just like don't exactly. advance the plot they're just there because they needed 23 of them but 24 i actually thought it got better when it it stuck with 12 episodes because when it yeah did that the whole, was yeah, played out by then i mean it that was, was a good out. show but i don't know how they were able to stretch it out like that every season uh, they almost did it. It was, it was uh, rough yeah. by the end. Yeah, <laughs> it was very. That rough first by the season end. though is one of the first, oh. one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. Definitely it's not my favorite show at all, but that was so good. Yeah, definitely. Oh, a thousand percent. And uh, but remember, it did have those two episodes where oh Terry randomly got Alzheimer's or, or yeah, amnesia. lost her memory, oh, and God. you're like, and I so hate an and, amnesia plot. That's such a lazy, it, hacky. Oh, yeah, and worst then, writing they, ever three episodes it's better and you're like what the hell why, why did you slip and trip <laughs> yeah they stumbled uh, but uh, the, uh, that that's the other problem I, I have is like every show will always have that insulting moment to where it almost they had to because they, they had a story to tell that wasn't 23 hours long or whatever yeah. you know it, it's too much <laughs> thousand thousand percent and I, I bless any writer who can actually because they, they don't make shit. They still don't make any money to this day. And so I applaud anyone who they actually build their own family and they actually get along with each other and love coming to work and writing a fictional world. 
uh, it's just so infuriating when you hear all these stories about how the showrunner was toxic or refused to give anyone credit if he rewrote an episode and <laughs> not even share yeah. it. I and feel like so, they're getting a little away from that. Like now you see people that are maybe not the most talented, but people like hang out with them and you're going to be around anyone on a show a lot of or time they get out their of your life. Yeah. And if you enjoy being around them and they're moderately talented, they're going to pick you every time over someone who's maybe a little more, but a dick. Right. Or who can do the work, but no one really wants to hang out with them other than, you know, yeah. get their makeup ready for the next shot. <laughs> yeah. If you're a prick, it's, I mean, you gotta be really, really talented. Everyone will know. <laughs> yeah. And you better have made millions of dollars. And that's the thing. I think everyone's, everyone's, finally putting a number on everything he's like okay i'm gonna put up with bullshit you better you better deliver on your end <laughs> yeah there's a there's a curve you know an x and a y axis that crosses of being a dick and talent oh totally and what was the actual reason that fox canceled uh firefly because of money ratings or... i think ratings? i think it's ratings but ratings? yeah because they didn't promote it properly so. yeah i mean they're airing things out of order like how do you, how yeah. do you expect it to work Okay, I mean, so both it, these shows had yeah, that didn't problem. They air you know, the, it just didn't they air it was the very expensive. First? Yeah, and both are expensive shows too. That's the other thing. Like you got to yeah. kill it to justify that budget. Yeah, in space, they advertised the hell out of it before it came. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I remember. I remember ads for both shows, yeah, and, I, and then just nothing. Then they yeah, just threw actually, it on the park. Yeah, kind of planned to watch both shows, and I did catch a couple. I think I maybe watched the pilot of. Of space, but then whatever. Well, 1995, I was it, it's more interested in getting drunk and other things than I missed the pilot, and that sets up so many plot threads. Yeah, I was, man. I, all and that was before like the internet or DVR, anything yeah, or streaming. Just, all I wanted to do was know what the hell was going on, and there, yeah. I had no way of being able to figure it out. Yeah, and the internet was more obscure back then. So if you saw part of something, you'd be like, wait a sec. You would get it all the time mistaken for various other movies and shows because it's not like they had a what IMDb is now where everything yeah. had a poster, even yeah. fan made, you know, and like, like, like you guys said, it's like the, the, the pilot is very eye catching. It's not quite there yet, but it's still very intriguing. You know, it's going to go somewhere interesting. But uh, yeah, it, it's like it didn't get anywhere near the viewership after that first episode and it was being produced in australia that's why all those those outdoor shots are just so yeah dynamite eye-catching yeah. and oh, yeah. yeah i mean outside the space battles they did pretty much everything practical i think they really did it's a, it's a total rarity and that might have been its deal that i mean there, there's i still gotta give the art direction credit because like even though they're using stuff where you're like, I doubt anyone would be using this in 2063. Boom boxes. Yeah. Don't believe that for a minute. But the the, the, the guns are all the guns 2063 are all is not that far away. The guns are all <laughs> antique looking. They get they pew 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 pew. They shoot out lasers and shit. And the episode I, with Adam Goldberg in the tank. It's just a tank, but somehow it runs on some weird power cell. It's like convinced. it's a decent tank, man. <laughs> I, I want to know somewhere if that's how he got his saving private run roll. Probably not. I, no I was so happy to see him. Like, oh God, He's being such a loud mouth. And, and it always keeps the whole basis of like a future war show without resorting to just cheesy, you know, patriotic music. We got to have an Independence Day score here. But like you say, it is it like the, they'll find themselves in a sticky predicament. They get in a tank, they get in a 
out of control. Yeah, and then all the, the new characters are just going to die and everyone else is going to be okay. Uh, that, a lot of red shirt action going on. There is some red shirt action. <laughs> red shirt action. Other times they start with a space uh, fight or a battle. Someone gets knocked out and then they got to reiterate it to us, the viewer, while going for some Rashomon's type stuff. Uh, I got to oh, applaud it. Cyberpunkish kind of feel. Those silicates, those, you know, cyborg type race you know that they reveal are controlling those aliens that 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 was yeah, some... i like the in vitro oh, yeah, stuff too because that was their like racism commentary <laughs> yeah I, I i swear i'm not gonna spoil anyone who dies or anything but uh, I, I think oh, i can't find where they filmed firefly but i'm definitely seeing a lot of just it, it too is just a mixture of closed film sets you know for the interiors of the ship as well as you know, filming in an actual closed-off desert. You know, well, apart, well, yeah. Apart from uh, spaceship interiors, it was all desert stuff. So and yeah. that's just how you got to do it. I mean, I mean, yeah. You can save a lot of money. Like Serenity is, you know, with the little market scene that they're walking through and everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, you build, you go big, your pilot, and build do that fifth element. as much as you can. Something. As many going. details. Yeah. Throw in there, and then yeah. you can go small. Then you have shit in rooms and just people talking, and you have a couple, you know, culture appropriate vases on the wall or something to let you know you're still in that universe. And you know, you can cut your budget a little bit. You don't have to go huge every time. You know, right? Don't pull a Battlefield Earth and shove all this stuff and hope we buy yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, good writing can go a long way to make it. That's for... it. That's totally it, man. If you have characters, even if you know there's like no action. Last of Us has proven this too. Like no yeah. action in yeah. you know in an episode. As long as you've got compelling characters talking to each other, you'll keep people involved. And as long as you stay consistent with the universe you've created, uh, this is where Walking Dead finally lost it for me. Oh, is God, that you basically that. just had <laughs> all right. that we all we, we all grown oh. at the same time. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> on the same page here. But what killed me about that was that you had the same character, not necessarily the same characters, but different characters having all the same goddamn conversation about what do we do to keep our humanity intact in such a world? Is that how they oh. spoke? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it might as well have been at the end of it because the writers really are with any compelling oh, ways to do that differently. That's such an interesting universe. They had great actors on the show, like talented yeah. ones, and the writers were just horrible. I mean, they really yeah. they'd, care, they'd have like an arc for somebody where they'd like, kill everybody and yeah. then like a season later they just don't kill anyone they're like a monk and then they go we got that was their much. only move yeah. it's like this, some of the stupid why do i care as far as tactically that i've ever seen in my life tactically i, just, I, I mean, like it's a it. soap opera <laughs> i like how we're talking about like, I mean, there's one scene that jumps tactical. out you know you're expected to believe that these people are hardcore survivors and then they're also dumb as hell they're the right. dumbest the people on the planet them to be uh, that's exactly. like one of the oldest tropes in all of fiction is like when the plot needs you to be something yeah. completely antithetical, when you're, you're not a good enough writer, than yeah. you are, and it's like, yeah, I think not. Space did a good job of that, like yeah. not making them dumb for being for yeah. plot yeah. reasons for yeah. the most part. And as much as we complain about Whedon, he never apparently have at all times. You know? As much as we complain about Whedon now, he did. I will at least. I don't know if this is. Uh, uh, sleeping with the devil but i at least he never did anything like robert kirkman where hey frank darabont you're a good writer uh oh. you're doing you're killing it as the show God, i wish by the way darabont i'm gonna fire would... you right now i mean <laughs> yeah, the first right. season's good 
yeah. have you have you ever yeah. heard, heard about the plans for uh oh, what's his name it was the guy who was in the tank there was supposed to be like a whole episode of like oh yeah Manta falling um yeah. god he's a huge like voice actor i can't believe i'm spacing on his name he's in a lot of the star wars animated stuff oh but, really yeah there's this really great interview clip of him just so angry about like this was the whole plan frank and i were gonna do this thing and amc was just like nah too bad. Yeah. Not so how do you fire it. Frank Darabont? You know, I mean, yeah. Presumably, he you might. Thank your lucky crazy, stars. He's doing TV. I think he's <laughs> yeah. crazy, but not the kind who's just like gonna freak people out. Or no, anything. but he's got. He's put in. He's got his chops. I mean, he's put in his freaking Sam time Whitworth. doing good Sorry. fiction. So it's like you keep that. You keep that around. You do whatever you got to do to. Keep yeah, there's actual character development in yeah. those in those first like <laughs> six episodes. And I then, just don't get writers, man. You would think they would want to just. I think it was more showrunner issues with that. They were just, they were seeing like 30 million people an episode and they just got way too full of themselves. They're like, we can't, we're, we're, we're so great. We're so good. We're so talented. Wow. No, you're not. Hey, it just baffles me how there's like still spinoff shows and shit going on. I'm just like, was it just people, like family members still watching this now or right? People still love it. I mean, I, I, I mean, like some crossovers, simple. like the Dick Wolf stuff. But when it's something like NCIS, I don't, or even the DC, you know, crossovers, it never made any sense to me because half the time, those writers are so different from each other. They're just their styles yeah. don't gel together. Yeah, yeah. No, I it, tried to get into the DC stuff too. I just, yeah, I was just into Spider, uh, Spider Girl, Supergirl first. But I mean, mm-hmm. you can't help but watch the others because it's you're lost. Unless you I enjoyed everything. all those in the first two seasons, all the CW stuff. Well, that's really well, that's the thing. I mean, it mutated over the years. Yeah, too. they just lost <laughs> me after a while. They, they yeah. all wanted to aim for the big crisis storyline, yeah. and they were like barreling towards it like crazy. They yeah, just uh, they didn't they didn't want to wait. I just watched the crisis episodes and I was happy. <laughs> Given oh, yeah. up on all of them by that. I, I didn't even that bother. So they good. Yeah. It's good? really a lot of fun. Like it's oh. hard to believe that they all look like they're having a lot of fun together. Oh yeah, I, you yeah. see those other crossovers, like you say, and it just looks like again, everyone's on a green screen talking to a you know empty room, and it just yeah. uh, you can yeah. tell because it just doesn't have any emotional resonance. Whatever the editors, well, maybe directors I should get. maybe I should go back to it then because I loved the uh, the first couple seasons of the Flash and Green Arrow and Supergirl. Yeah. Huh. Something else to watch. God, too much stuff. Too much stuff. It really is. There's so much stuff nowadays <laughs> yeah. to where now we even wonder with each other, like, what can appeal to all of us? Like, uh, yeah. it just seems like everyone wants to repeat their formula, even to where uh, there's only three formula. chords in rock and roll, right? So you got <laughs> three chords. Hey, yeah, there you go. I like you that. Go. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Speaking of which, they both these shows do have just excellent soundtracks. I gotta say. Oh, God, yeah. I love the music. So let's. I, I'm probably gonna play the the um, Ballad of Serenity this weekend so, live in a little hippie shop. Oh, there you oh, cool. go. <laughs> so I remember too. I was going to last time I played there, and I totally skipped my mind. <laughs> See if there's any brown coats in the brown coat deadhead crossovers and Venn diagram. Oh, totally. <laughs> and. Uh, so space above and beyond its soundtrack was by if i'm not mistaken uh that was uh a very rare la la land records and that was by shirley walker who 
Uh, Josh, you might know her from her work on Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Oh, yeah, yeah. She did so a lot of the Batman animated stuff. Yeah, she she like many composers, she would start out being like a orchestral assistant and then just started along with other Hans Zimmer productions doing additional music for the fill-in shots and everything and done all kinds of everything from soap operas to full moon to other primetime shows. Yeah, she's quietly like super successful and no one really knows her name, but she's uh, she, in like a lot of stuff people in love. Six. Yeah. But yeah, she, her other credits include Final Destination 2, 1 and 2, True Lies, Three Men. Yeah, and True Lies and Escape from LA. Yeah. Oh, Superman. God, I love that. I If I ever was allowed to make a TV show, I would buy the rights to that theme song, even though anything I would ever make, it would not fit with. But I don't care. I just want to put it in. And that, and I love it so it much. It could be maybe your new movie studio logo music da, 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 da. <laughs> I, I mean well there's only two shows that i've never skipped through the uh opening scene and i'd watch the entire credits because they played it again and it's that and bojack those are the only two that there i'll never skip listen to them all i oh, love them so much i do that or south park come on down no yeah <laughs> but, uh so uh jamie you'll love this uh greg edmondson is the composer for firefly and he he's done a lot everything like uh-huh. Uh, he was trained by Mike Post, you know, Law Order, Magnum PI, yeah, okay. uh, Rockford Files, and, and he's done all kinds of stuff like TV movies, indie films, uh-huh. uh, Cop Rock. There's a great start, as well as King of the Hill. The guy who did the music for Firefly did Cop Rock. Yes. Okay. All right. As I'm, well as okay. the Uncharted oh. video games, which is just oh. so funny because that's a character where everyone for years has been like, "Have Nathan Phil Hunt play him?" That's ran. That's so random. It's it is a very random resume. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh my god. I think but, we're gonna get a lot of video game adaptations coming up. Well, the success of The Last of Us. Well, uh, let let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they they take what's actually successful from it, where they just did the thing from the video game. Just do the thing. Oh man, you're gonna know this from a uh, freaking uh, oh you know. Uh, uh, Mythic Quest, but I, I love that show because God, I love of, Mythic Quest. It makes fun of just how so good. video game execs are not on planet Earth, and other people are just like just it's out so there. wild how they've screwed them all up. Like Resident Evil, just is fa- endlessly fascinating. But to me. but remember yeah. that scene where they say, "If it's a da- an adaptation of the game, why why are you trying? No one's gonna like this." <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like if you look, if you played the game Last of Us, I mean, they take scenes from it word for word. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> because they were they worked just do that just do it yeah do it's it. not that hard this is the easiest <laughs> thing in the world it's already been done for you just do the thing just do the thing come on come on children don't be shy <laughs> yeah i hope they take that from this success but usually they take the wrong thing it's a it's a weird balance though because if when you're adapting something like a game or something you want to make it yours but at the same time you want to do with it what made it popular in the first place well, they so, brought you know, the it's, guy it's hard, that it's hard. did the story for the game on to work on it. Oh, so you okay. didn't so have a, yeah, you know, yeah, so that helps. There, so I mean, you got to change some stuff because certain things work in one medium and they don't work in another. Yeah, complain. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How how some people still but complain they... that superheroes don't have their their comic book costumes and yeah. But like I'm convinced though that none of those focus groups do shit because like no. Well, I, I mean, look at the people that are doing it. It's like when you're walking around Vegas on a Tuesday afternoon, 
it's that they'll be like you want to go watch this movie or you know like it's people who are like unemployable or like i mean who's intelligent that just has that time to be able to go in like why do we care what that person thinks exactly and uh freaking I, i'm listening i listened to the turner classic movies podcast uh uh the uh, the God, i cannot speak today but it was uh a really good just like everyone picks us the, the plot thickens and it goes with like a different scandal every season and the best one by far was talking about the making a bonfire of the vanities at the end of the day, after all, and it it echoes almost all these movies and shows that just like have all this behind the scenes melodrama. Like after, again, all the conversations being agreed, they're all on the same page. Still, no one knew how to market the movie. Uh, the execs who hate everything surprisingly liked the movie, but didn't know how to sell it. And then it's, the focus it's, groups just kept saying, "Fuck this movie! It's boring! It's, it's garbage!" It's crazy how execs like put their creative input when they're not creative like, and they just that like a fx reason. they just go hey you're creative do your thing like you're creative you're better or... than me i don't know i'm not funny i'm not talented like why would why would i have a say uh, a thousand percent uh, and so when i see people noting hey you know and we actually all got along i'm like good because just about everybody else didn't seem to get along <laughs> yeah i mean you kind can of... feel that in a cast too yeah like it adds something to it. I mean, I with the whole Joss Whedon, you know, controversies and stuff. I just find it hard to. I, I guess it was good that he was a really good guy on Firefly because I mean that whole cast does nothing but praise him for the most part. Um, mm -hmm. and, yeah, he uh, might have gotten a little corrupted by that fame and success. Yeah, I mean, and some of the horror stories that came out of the Buffy crew are just like, well, is this the same person? Like, what that's, happened? Here? That's the thing. <laughs> like, uh, when Justice League came out and all the the complaints about him there, yeah, you know, was was very discomforting. But then, like when you mentioned Buffy, uh, to to the people who know, they don't even really. They're like, oh, oh Buffy, oh, oh, oh. like <laughs> what the fuck? What did he do at on Buff? Like Michelle Trachtenberg wasn't even allowed to be. Right, I mean that's yeah, him, like, that's really that. Yes, that is. And we're talking Hollywood with a casting couch, and, yeah. and he still yeah. wasn't allowed to be. Buffy was a much younger cast, and Firefly <laughs> yeah. it was yeah. it was a bit older, so yeah. I think that might have had something to do. He couldn't push yeah. people around the same way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's just a theory. <laughs> we have some. I mean, and uh, I won't get in. This is he, the the reason why I love his work so much. It's just amazing how it just everything he's accused of doing just almost like refutes everything he's ever done i don't want to say well, that that's guy. that's classic predator though i mean if he, yeah all this stuff is true then that's guys in plain sight he, yeah you can try to make yourself yeah. look like a super ally and then you can yeah. then the people you end up abusing and exploiting you know yeah be like well, this, he and this isn't me you must be crazy i feel, I feel he deceived. had ideas and then it became very clear that he was pretending to be like james cameron but he uh, was just doing it just because he kind of wanted to again just control people not actually have powerful female characters he was just doing it as like see i got a grasp over you i can take you out of this world and it's like well dude uh, yeah that was back when you could just kind of pay lip service to certain issues and it was like see i'm progressive yeah, you didn't really have to say anything totally. yeah. that's the thing when you actually are you don't have to say anything <laughs> 
well, people know if you're out there trumpeting your own yeah, it comes through uh, in your work accomplishments yeah you well know. i gotta congratulate him because he fooled me yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, I love his work. You know, it's the he's thing we just said a little while ago. All, <laughs> yeah. all, every artist is apparently turning out to be a complete asshole. So, I mean, yeah. You got, I mean, uh, I'm never going to stop listening to John Lennon, but he was admitted, yeah. self admittedly, a horrible fucking person to women. So, I mean, <laughs> oh, really? Hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody. It's right there in the music, John. Anyway. literally confesses in some of the songs but i mean he actually confessed in no there. i get it a lot of it is yeah. very much like for lack of better words very roman polanski's a line i don't cross but oh yeah we'll, we'll cover his movies but we're not going to talk about his shows yeah. or shenanigans but it, it is interesting how everybody just seems to it's like they're rock stars dude this is like yeah yeah they get away with anything yeah, not so much no. anymore. No, that's it's like they misbehave, yeah. and only for, forty years later do we actually start to pay attention. Yeah, even, but I mean that's that's valid, you know. Even like, even the X Men comics that Joss Whedon wrote are, are like the most delightful X Men comics I've ever read. Yeah, and now that's I mean, robbed for me too. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> well, yeah, the way I look at it, I've enjoyed you... what I. I'm not going to go out of my way to patronize them anymore. But I've, I've enjoyed what I've seen of yeah. them. You know, there's too much other good stuff by hopefully not as horrible people being done. So yeah, hopefully we're yeah, exactly. learning our lessons. Yeah, not it. What well, all altogether though, it's just annoying that we have all this much heartbreak. You know, this many yeah. years later. Uh-huh. I'm never mind. I mean, I should have learned this when I went back searching for Firefly, and I only got 13 episodes, and I should have like made this vow then. But I'm an idiot, and I've watched so many 1899. I'm looking at you, uh, so many shows that like Netflix and such gives one season to, and it's awesome. And they leave you on a horrible cliffhanger, and then they cancel it. And it's Space I'm just like done with it. I'm like the only time. reason I started watching 1899 <laughs> is because it was done by the same people at Dark. Did Dark that they let have three seasons and wrap things up. So I'm like, well, sh- certainly they're going to let them flesh out their story in this one nope not done they cancel like two weeks after it started airing and it's just like i don't i don't understand why creatives even allow this i mean if i were like a showrunner i'd be like you promised me three seasons or don't fucking talk to me because yeah, people like, are doing it now with uh movies that are like if they think it won't make any money they will just put it on uh you know streaming and yeah. people get annoyed because in their contract they're supposed to get like fifty percent of the you know box right. office. Yeah, and so they're well. I mean, just I mean, in the the when you do a show, I mean, you're tying up a bunch of actors and and workers for a year plus, you know, and they're not out looking for other work, and they're hoping that they get another season so they can keep paying their bills. And it's just like, I don't know. As I said, I, I they I, they need to change the whole paradigm with streaming, and they haven't gotten around to it yet. Uh, I mean, maybe we need to stop paying RDJ twenty million a film, you know, uh, or yeah. whatever, and we can save some of that for the grips and the electricians and shit. Or another know. example, the working <laughs> boy Adam Sandler. Like, why does he keep making movies? Because people watch them, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. They make a ton of money. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Netflix did some deal with him years ago where they, you know, bought. Yeah, they like, gave him like a hundred million dollars. Or something. Yeah, to make like ten shitty yeah. movies for him or whatever, and it's like but they they drive people. I mean, there's 
a huge yeah. amount of people because most I people guess. are stupid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I wanna, I'm getting it just. I, mean, I, I, well. I enjoy dumb, fun movies myself all the time, but I just I don't understand why. There's so goddamn many of them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and pretty much the broad, broad the appeal. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I you need like it. two. You have you don't need any more than like three Adam Sandler movies in your life ever, in my opinion. What <laughs> yeah. how much nuances they're gonna be for <laughs> ten more of them? It's also yeah. like the Applebee's thing. It's familiar. People know it. Yeah, it's not good, yeah. but yeah. you know it. It's safe. I you went and had some not good but familiar Applebee's just yesterday. As a matter of fact, yeah. oh, there you go. <laughs> Of a very bland and overpriced uh, Oriental salad, which probably shouldn't be called an Oriental salad anymore. Yeah, especially when I'm not going to say anything before uh, I shouldn't have a team called It's right on the menu. Yeah. That is interesting how all these contracts get violated and (laughs) everything else. And (sighs) so, what's the. What's the game plan now? Since we're we're never going to get a follow up to any of these, but yet we want more of it. Wait, 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 would we that. want one though? At this point, I mean, could anything? I think we just need more comic books involved. To, that, we just need more comics. It would be like the new fucking Star Wars trilogy, man. They'd try to drag back a couple of the old actors. They would definitely you need the creatives in yeah. charge. Like you need uh, uh yeah. what's his name? Uh, James oh, totally. Wong have and... them have them write a book. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think actually comics for canceled shows, I think like comics is the best venue after that point. I think I've I've yeah. read like some of the Jericho comics and never got into the That's extra. Such a good season, contrast. But... Oh my God. Yes. And I it's read... just like there you can do anything you want. You can have the same characters for the yeah, You don't have to worry about a budget. Yeah. I, I mean, I read, I read, you're a... definitely covering the <laughs> Jericho comics. I'm glad you brought that up. I read the season eight Buffy comics mm-hmm. for season yeah, eight. That, they even they, did it as a motion comic. I would see it at Seven Eleven all the time. Oh, back when they go off Blue the Rays fucking first. rails. Dawn turns into a Pegasus. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's insane. Uh, Why not? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. That's why, especially the you know, well, you're gonna cancel me for. And and the companies that put out these shows should latch onto the goddamn comics because if the fan base is there, they'll get bought. You know, it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keep the license, a, let someone do whatever the hell they want with it. What, no skin off your ass. The only hope about space coming back is all the actors are not like famous. Right. Like, yeah. 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 Like, I recognize other a couple in there. Person but... who was, yeah, later on, Revenge 24 and Twin Peaks. Yeah. I, yeah. I, James Morrison's about the only one. He's still, it's funny, though, he wonder. looked old then. He looks old now, but yet he's, he's so a special good. kind of yeah. He's just I love him so much. You can tell me he's fifty versus seventy. I will believe it. He's able to get away with it. It's a rarity. Who's <laughs> that? The main like, commander there? Yeah, he's yeah, plays the, gray-haired. I don't agree yeah. with my orders, but you've got to go yeah. ahead with me. Damn it! Yeah, he just plays like the ethical like uh, head honcho so well. Yeah, he he's kind of like a typical, except he's not the lead. That's the irony usually the lead would be the one who would be you know the parker lewis or seinfeld who you know gets away with everything and here he's weiser or something right no exactly morgan weiser and all these other unknowns semi-knowns who that it reminds me of captain power literally all they have done since then has been doing guest spots or working on other stuff with the x-files writers but other than that they they haven't done enough and you're like why what did they do what did they say you know did they uh, say this world's been hard to me other than the convention that's all i'm doing from this yeah point i mean on. They, they're working but not in anything like 
you know, blockbusters, you know. Yeah, just typical soap opera for your mother and then a CSI appearance for your Yeah, you know, CIS <laughs> here and there. <laughs> and maybe one in 20 people get it and the rest are like, hey, I'm here. I hear you're working. <laughs> and it does make you wish that someone other than like users like us would take screenshots of their roles and just have a more appealing like IMDb's because you're just like, God damn it. I know you guys care. <laughs> but you got to maintain this a little more. But um, yeah, no, I apply Morrison's uh, uh, sergeant guy because it, it, it's like he's the only one who knows how to like say no, especially when the show becomes more 1984-ish where they're literally mind probing them and he's oh, refusing yeah. to answer any of the questions. He's like, he's like, I can't say yes or no to that. You will remain in this chair until you give a yes or no. <laughs> right. I just looked up some of the cast uh, IMDb Matrix and it's all NCIS <laughs> Castle of yeah. all those shows. It's the Nathan Villain. Good night. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> Mentalist, criminal minds. It's like <laughs> mysteries fantastic. only. And I gotta be the rapist. I gotta be the killer. I gotta be the hot boyfriend <laughs> who gets killed on the DVD. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, working. But I mean, I've even told other convention guests like who haven't done conventions, they might as well do a convention. You can put like the first five things on your fucking resume and someone will come over to your table. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. And it's not just the great thing about sci-fi. You're going to you can get a cult following. There's it can be a handful of people who are just going to love it forever. Uh, You can be their thing. uh, Totally. I, I call it the Buck Rogers effect as many people who are going to come over to your table and make fun of you, there's going to be 500 other dozen people saying, oh no, I was 13, your show was the best. Yeah, that they saw uh, their formative years my and they'll pay the, five bucks for an autograph. My buddy's on the uh, the guy that runs the podcasting network that I used to uh, produce on, Two True Freaks, by the way. Um, <laughs> like him and... What's better than Two Freaks? Him and the co-founder like got to be are like good buddies with Jill Gerard. They like met him at a convention that they were doing like a yeah panel for he, i'm told he's a nice guy yeah he's like he's just, he had like a serious around, like, like i guess his wife was all over one of the founders and stuff i think so, that and then it's like he had an unusual like rare like i don't know if it was like skin or whatever steroids he was taking was making him gain some weight and like yeah. all he could get was like a military sergeant role in like a B movie or TV film, yeah. and it's just like, but you were Buck Rogers. God damn I know. It. It was so sad. <laughs> uh, Aaron Gray still looks lovely. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No. It like like you say, it is interesting how the podcast networks are really good at uniting all these nostalgia, but it literally. Then it gets even more annoying when some people will do a podcast thing and then others they'll do it because finally five people ask them is like, oh, come on. <laughs> it's easy, especially when half the actors we know and love are doing voice work, you know, it's like over Zoom, which we're using yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Um, I, I found, I mean, they've they've scored some pretty good interviews over there. And, you know, you ask. You're going to have to share them, my dude, please. You just I, ask. Said so check out two for free. I got uh, Mike Zapsick on on my Walking Dead podcast to come on Zapsick. when he was doing comic book man but, or comic book man. Ooh, but yeah, yeah. it was pretty cool. That was very cool actually. That was my only celebrity though. Well, I talked to a, a published author at a comic con I went to. Um, 
but it wasn't nerd. She published like homosexual science fiction. <laughs> but <laughs> werewolves, I think, actually, it was Jay Werewolves. But but she was a published writer that agreed to talk to me, so I interviewed her. We had a guy on that uh, worked on Shark Data. <laughs> yeah, hey, oh, it, man. They made, hey, they made one more movie than I have. <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> and see i'm amazed by all of you guys everything you just said this <laughs> is like that's awesome that checks out of course you would <laughs> i interviewed steven byro steven who <laughs> are you pulling on earth, on earth films on earth films he's a filmmaker and he owns on earth films he did uh i, I know the name. american guinea pig Missed that one. And there, yeah, he's got a LinkedIn. He got some gore. <laughs> um, awesome. I think and our this... most famous was a guy named Emmy Eekwalker. He's been in like he was in the only thing, only Marvel thing that ever failed, uh, the Inhumans. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. I know. You're like, oh, I'm set for life. I'm good. So was he. Was in, oh, he was in Moonfall, and he was in that Gray Man. Uh, he's been like doing. Really, he played Halle Berry's white husband or ex-husband in Moonfall. Okay, yeah. Was Eternals really that bad? No, it was uh, uh, Inhumans. Oh, in- sorry, Inhumans. TV shows. It's, I never it's not good. Okay. Yeah, I want to. I've kept trying to say something nice about it, but I can't. Yeah, he does a good I, job. I think I only got he's given, through like three episodes. <laughs> it's it's tough. Yeah. They cut Medusa's hair and I was done, man. Like, uh, dude, I hate the Inhumans comics to begin with, so they're starting in a hole. I used to love them. I, you know, I they're just knockoff X. Natterings of them in the 70s and 80s. But the only reason they exist is because uh, Marvel lost the rights to the X Men and they tried to just force that down our throats. Yeah. It's a, yeah. They're not the X Men. That's the new yeah, iteration. Worse. I mean, they yeah. they were pretty big, like Fantastic Four, you know, friends or villains, depending on the day. Back in the day, yeah. so they, they were cool back then. I mean, I, I always loved the mm-hmm. different powers. Triton and Gargan were my boys. So. Yeah, but Black Bolt sucks. <laughs> Basically, you know, it's <laughs> those little little fucked up power. They could Stan could have thought that one through a little better. Stan or Jack, whichever one of them did it. Hmm. Funny how it works. I've interviewed just about all my crazy writers, uh, authors, even adult posters. <laughs> we all consumed the other media for Space and Firefly. I only did the those Left Behind comic. I think it was. Well, we'll, we'll definitely do a special on the comics just because yeah. you know they they deserve. I didn't know those one. existed. I haven't revisited this show since '96 when I watched yeah. it live. Mm-hmm. It, it's. It, do they? It's do a, they do they solve or like give you closure on the the finale? Wouldn't say closure, but definitely a good chunk of just like extra world building. God, there's there's so much left to tell. Like, yeah, that was such an interesting way they left it off. I'm really gonna hate you for getting me involved in this show, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I I have no memory, but I have seared into my brain that last scene of that show from '96, and it was exactly how I remembered it, and it gutted me all the same. Uh, before I forget, if you ever do Falling Skies, I want in on that one because I, I watched that Ooh, one. Oh, nice! Too. Yeah, yeah. What was it? Falling Skies. Did you ever see that one? Or... Oh, with uh, no. Noah Wiley. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, great. No, some I have CR guys on, and it just had a fun, just humans versus alien. Just still went off on a couple weird 
unpleasant tangents that I didn't like personally, but ultimately it was a good show. Yeah, that's where I was too. Like by four or five, it was kind of annoying, but then then it ended pretty good. And then you're just like, still, I mean, this was this was our summer. Like when you weren't watching anything else on TNT, that's what you're watching. But for what is it? Was it early two thousands or late nineties? Wasn't it? I think or Uh, just twenty tens. But it was still interesting how. Just yeah. like all the other cult movies and shows you guys have brought up, it's still intriguing how we we see this increase in just people, especially on Earth films. <laughs> nice homage, nice reference. That of uh, it's interesting how that some of these guys who are behind the scenes creating all these Blu-rays and everything, they secretly have been wanting a restoration of just about every other movie or show, but. Just, yeah, because all those shows come from a time when if you just didn't see it, you missed it, and there's nothing you can do me, about it. So yeah. you've been pining for for these be able to rewatch for it. decades. You can't remaster it because like basically all the original elements have been destroyed or moved on. Yeah, yeah he's 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 bringing he bring back some awesome shit so far. He's bringing back the August Underground stuff in like definitive editions. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Untold Story. Uh, I, I saw that that was listed as one of their actual yeah, releases. That, that's a that's a Hong Kong horror movie. Oh my god. A category it, three. Yeah. Um, yes, it's a category three. That's he's that's one of his goals now. He's trying to get all, all the category threes he can find. Movies. Yeah. yeah. And this movie, I highly recommend this. It's it's not a pleasant watch, but it's just it's so good. It's Ricky um, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um what else has he done? He's a uh, he's he's putting he put out a uh, a remaster of a Serbian film, but he's putting together mm-hmm. a work oh, print yeah, that has to be better for some reason. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just saying he's putting together. I love that movie, damn it! <laughs> I I kind of liked it. Uh, anyway, anyway, he's putting together a master cut of it, and he's going to put that out soon. But um, that's what always it just. It makes me guffaws like they they remind you of a, like an assistant manager for any day job where if they if someone has to do it they basically gotta not get paid and they gotta take out their own salary just to make it happen it's just so ridiculous that that has to happen everyone's yeah. like just so defeatist they're just like well i don't want to bother it's not going to make any money i'm like yeah dude don't tell me any of your Blu-rays, you know, make serious bang. Most of us yeah. are waiting for the used section on eBay. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of for people, the love of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do it for the love because it. it's the right thing to do. It must yeah. be. Yeah, I mean, that stuff vinegar syndrome releases. Do you, I mean, do you think they're looking for you know vinegar big, and Severin? I I was yeah. fortunate. So here's my bragging period. I talked to Justin it, Beam, who supervises a lot of those Shout Factory. You know, oh, Blu-ray cool. releases and Severin and Paramount I mean, presents. I love that they're putting them out, but they can't be profiting much. I don't know. I mean, I, they they're they're making bank, but it's kind of just like it's in waves. And he, he's Justin is such a cool dude in that he is very you know shout out, but he is so patient. He lets the interview just go organically, but he also gets a gist of when it's a good time. Like, hmm, yeah. Yeah, I have this celebrity. I can only pay him this much for this day. Let's wait a bit. Let's let's wait one more month. Push the release back, and then we'll get this badass interview with them when they're actually ready to tell their story. Because 
that's just it I, I think a lot of these guys they legit love stories they do all these art assignments and museum yeah. efforts they legit mm-hmm. want to i mean i i know space and firefly also have a big uk audience like they yeah <laughs> well the dvd i bought was a was a european version mm-hmm. by accident yeah mm-hmm. and it's got even less special features so even double insult to entry <laughs> Uh, had to buy just, a special DVD player to play it and everything. Oh, man. Uh, at least your dog enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was just like, go to bed, you maniac. It's <laughs> <laughs> like 24 hours of such show. Absolutely. And all together, I mean, uh, who who would you recommend any of these, either of these shows to? Because obviously, you know, they're going to appeal beyond just the I mean, Firefly seems to have taken its. It's still. I'd like to say it is still on the air. It's just called the Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I love no, space more, so but I'd recommend. Uh, I, Firefly Star Wars would be over deep. it. They they might as well. It is a Fox Disney entity. They could totally sneak in a Easter egg there, like have a bar or have the Serenity at one of the space docks. Something you know, they could totally I, do an Easter egg. Like when they, they threw E.T. into it. the Senate and in uh, the prequels. <laughs> There you go. It's so yeah. baffling, man, because they got to see the influence that it's had. Because the, have you guys ever seen the movie Prospect with uh, the Mandalorian? Why can't I think of his name right now? Yeah, yeah, with Pedro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Pedro so much. Uh, yeah, it's Prospect, is it maybe? Or yeah, yeah, Prospect's the name of it, where he's yeah. like part of the uh, sci-fi mining company. Yeah, it's it's like everything it's almost kind of the last of us in space really it's like him and a young girl isn't it <laughs> oh forget. pretty much yeah <laughs> everything he was doing pretty much predicted what he was doing the next 20 years and yeah he's he's the he's same the thing go- with these he's actors. the go-to lone wolf and cub guy right now basically yeah i, I would say the same for these actors <laughs> oh, no, don't, don't say that now there's going to be a lone wolf and cub remake in america starring oh, <laughs> the, <laughs> only an in inspiration uh, i i trust I me the internet will either revolt or not see it, yeah. much like any that time that someone was doing a April Fool's thing, saying, "By the way, someone's remaking Die Hard." Yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> I think so. I, I kind of like the time. Uh, did you ever hear about the time that Madonna wanted to remake Casablanca? <laughs> no, <laughs> she's probably dead. That probably was some weird fantasy. Go <laughs> jump off a building, you know, and oh, every pitch meeting. And so it was just always funny to me because it's like <clears throat> so many other apocalyptic movies have even ripped off the Casablanca story, and you just don't see it right away. But then you'll be halfway into it. It's like. Yeah, why is everyone hanging around this piano player in a mysterious cafe? Oh, because they're ripping off Casablanca. <laughs> so that's what everyone should do now: just rip off Casablanca and have these interesting characters from beloved sci-fi, horror, and fantasy shows, and yes. just put them in. It's fun to think like, what if movies like that? It's fun to think. Like, yeah, what just, if... or sneak it in, make them be part yeah. of a random anthology, like <laughs> the Twilight Zone. Wasn't that what Lucas said? The cantina in Star Wars was basically he wanted it to be Casablanca in space or something like that? Kind of. That's what they kind of went with those books where this like tells from the Moss Eisley cantina. And it's, yeah. like, it's so mm-hmm. funny how you get the gist of that in any blockbuster you watch now, whether it's Hellboy 2 or right. FF Element type movie, you'll see a weird alien crowd scene. You're like, oh, this is Moss Eisley, isn't it? Uh-huh. Somewhere in some. Or maybe it's all like St. Asper, where it's all inside a little kid's head. <laughs> I don't know. 
It's all happened before and it will happen again. Yeah, I mean, there's no original ideas. Everything's been done. Yeah. A lot lot of them even have the same shooting uh, rhythm as uh, Moss Eisley and there's a yes. uh, similar so, music in the background. They'll borrow mm-hmm. some of the yeah. same crew, yeah. the same assistant a- ADs or camera A and B and then all the other stuff. Yeah. And humans are Pavlovian. We like those same familiar dopamine triggers to go off. Yeah. You know, the and really the, reliable ones. Will always and I love that you them. I love that you can just say it's an homage. But, yeah, yeah. It's not stealing. It's, just yeah, it's, not stealing. it's just everything, a, it's everything it's a loving flavor. homage. I mean, that's how I, was, I always felt like when I was doing research papers in college. It's, it's just like creative ways to plagiarize somebody else. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because everything's been said. Right. So it's like, you know, yeah, that's why doing stand up is like, and I agree with them, and I'm going to write my paper similarly. <laughs> why doing stand up's like the worst thing ever because you can't do other people's jokes. It's not like you can just play the hits. Yeah. You know, right. But I mean, that's the same thing that the hits are out there, and then eventually you're going to like accidentally tell someone else's joke because it's. It's yeah, collect- it's so subconscious, and there's so many yeah. people, people are way too sensitive that, about stealing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of uh, parallel thought, and until you yeah, copyright that joke, you never really know who took it versus who yeah. thought the same idea. Like, and uh, because the media is also not interested in the real story, they're just going to do that time so and so pissed off so and so. Here's why someone claims they stole from this guy. And it's like, well, yeah. they were both kind of similar, so I wouldn't be surprised if. Yeah, I mean, it happens, but not as much as you'd think. John Fogarty got sued for plagiarizing his own song once. <laughs> oh, because he didn't own the rights? <laughs> right, the yeah. CCR. Yeah. Just going That's to town. Hey, I, I believe uh, he actually took a guitar into the courtroom and played both songs for, <laughs> for the judge, and he's like, yeah, they're different. So, there it's like go. that Vanilla Ice clip where he's like, it's not the same. Yeah, it's not. Oh, funny how it works, right? All together. So, Jamie, how are you going to introduce people to Firefly when the time comes? Are you going to just literally tell them, pull out your DVDs or... Oh, your, definitely DVDs. Or a streaming it's platform. On Hulu. Where I, you can, I, it's something okay, I recommend. So go to Hulu or yeah, buy it. I started of watching yes. it again after my binge, but I didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, I, I recommend. <laughs> I just watch it any way you can. But I mean, if I when I do it, yeah, I've, I've lent out my DVD set before. It's, it's a mess. I actually, just before we Smell got on... smoke. Yeah, I was thinking about... <laughs> I was thinking about you know I should probably buy a Blu-ray, uh, double dip for this. But um, yeah, I would I loan I loan out my DVDs. I'm manufactured on demand. And every time, every time I loan out my discs, I say, if you're curious, definitely listen to the commentary for episode, the the final episode, season episode thirteen. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Objects in space. If you just if you want to know a little bit, I mean. I don't know how much, you know, you know, give her, I don't know. But I mean, if you want to know a little bit into his past, his creative past and his the ideas. The fandom's definitely and, there. It is yeah. so there. It's just, yeah. it goes in waves. Like there's a lot yeah. of people who follow, you know, major writers like, you know. But it's, it's actually. Aaron Sorkin very... or David E. Kelly. But there's an audience for all the, you know, all of Whedon and Cruz stuff. There's yeah. Brian. Everyone Fuller. loves Nathan Fillion too. 
and oh, Mason yeah. Yeah. still big, but uh, Just a a, boy. Brian, Brian Fuller did his whole fictional universe as part of pushing daisies years before he was doing other shows like Star Trek Discovery and Hannibal, but uh, Sean Ryan of The Shield and Nash Bridges fame always uh, yeah. finishes up all his storylines because he's not going to play the whole canceled game. And it's interesting, too, how some of these other writers kind of follow the same deal, you know, shoot fast, debate later. Uh, but but I see other people who will go with the clickbait. Oh, can you believe this has gone through like five different showrunners? I'm like, yes, because creativity huh. yeah. in the writer's room is a is a big deal. And before the affair, I don't think most Brian people has got a pretty crappy record. <laughs> Oh, yeah. he he will go like for so many but like there's other times where i see people complain and i'm like bullshit you don't even you can't even tell the difference between all those guys you know? yeah i mean you really can't you know. uh, they've done it with i think svu organized crime and designated survivor and i'm like i couldn't tell you guys were clearly all on the same page or you still had yeah. the same writing template crew. You just like the daredevil changed the runners i think between yeah daredevil did it all the time and i don't too. see anybody bitching about that yeah. i'm like that because you couldn't tell you're just jumping on the clickbait whenever you're loyal to a writer or a director and it's like you know you don't have to agree with them you can just admire them from afar that's so uh -huh. weird well <laughs> i i uh from the bottom of my heart i honestly recommend everyone to watch firefly because please I'd if you're missing that. if you're missing out you're missing out on something really special it's funny yet it's ultra serious and these characters, you'll you'll see a little bit of yourself in each of the characters. Um, mm -hmm. There's just line, there's just line after line. Your jaw will drop. Like, like as a writer, I think like, fuck, how come he got to think of that before I, did? you know, <laughs> right. like that kind of thing. It's a really good show. You'll have fun with the Western mythology yeah. space. Same deal. You'll you'll like that it's more than just humans versus aliens and actually very oh, yeah. well thought this out. is harder to recommend i mean it's difficult to find it's long i mean the first the beginning few episodes it's are a little tough is it streaming anywhere no uh, only on that youtube link i provided but i mean oh, if yeah. people can forgive babylon 5 and how that takes a while to get going at it should be right at home i mean if you've even played a wing commander video game or you know that's actually yeah. the vibe i can totally vibe i got the first two episodes <laughs> and i loved it that's can you know, blame them I, mean, I used to play all those and this was like oh yeah we could this it could be the killer app sure yeah i mean right? i love it but i have the nostalgia factor so <laughs> as far as firefly I, I gotta just do my thing i i would I'm probably going to get in trouble for this because my girlfriend's sitting right next to me, but I literally use this show as like a litmus test for women I might be in a relationship. Oh, it's great. That's it. Yeah, I have too. Absolutely. Yeah, I do that with certain shows too. I have too. Everyone that I I'm jealous that you guys have more of a life than me. That's awesome. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think it's kind of ruined. I'm just joking. Anyway, I think it's just kind of ruined some of the actors for me because I mean, like, they that just universe was so lived in and their characters yeah. were. Yeah, it's hard so to picture. Them I as mean, else. I love Nathan Fillion, but I can't yeah, follow I him anyway. I haven't watched Castle. I just yeah. can't really see him in anything else but Mal um, and, and the then, occasional Marvel cameo or whatever. Uh, well, or, or Captain Hammer. He Hammer's. does a lot of voices on DC. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. on this. Yeah. Work. yeah, yeah. I yeah, can't really listen to an wrong. animated Green Lantern without him. Yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> he, he does good in the DC voiceovers. He did uh, really good on. 
this show that I wasn't really into. Like I was going for some recent spy shows on Netflix because I'm a spy junkie. I love anything involving assassins, crime underworld, uh, secret agents, good or bad. And it's funny because you'll keep watching if it's bad because now it's become a drinking game. And then when it's good, then you just nothing else matters. You're like, I got to see the next five, you know, double crosses and betrayals like any other crime thing. But I was watching like two of them back to back. Like I saw Treason because that had a Bond girl and Daredevil himself. And it was like, you know, banging, this is great. And then I see this other thing called the recruit. And I was like, eh, it's okay. And then Nathan Fillion appears and I'm like, well, now it got even more interesting, but <laughs> why didn't he, why wasn't he in all these episodes? <laughs> That's how I felt when Richard Kind showed up in space. <laughs> he, Richard Kind. so excited. Is, it was so funny when the new, uh, the Batman was coming out and people were looking at Colin Farrell's makeup and they're like, he looks like he's wearing Richard Kind makeup. Why don't they just hire Richard yeah. Kind to play Richard uh, Kind? Speaking of Colin Farrell, he was in a movie called The Recruit. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he was. Oh my God. Which is now yeah. a, there's a series on Netflix, I think, kind of based on that, actually. And I was wondering if that was the same deal. It looks like it's a CIA guy, so I'm assuming. Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, it's similar, but it, the, the twist is that it's a former guy who was going to become a legal consultant and then he became a spy. That That's the twist. Ah. But. Unfortunately, it's just more interesting in terms of suspense, but it's not really interesting in terms of the gimmick. That's kind of what let me down. And Treason wasn't that. Treason was like five episodes, and we were like, interesting. These guys decided to not play the Netflix game. They said, let's just make a five-part miniseries, and you either watch it or you don't. I'm like, that's what I look for now is just the miniseries. It's not not like you say where they get spoiled. Yeah, I want six episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the english model you know because fame and fortune just does that unfortunately just people unfortunately just even if a show a show is either not given enough attention or it goes on too long to where it's like no call it quits and go somewhere else shit (laughs) stop relying on grandparents to watch it yeah that's why it's great when they have just one vision it's like this is only gonna go three seasons or whatever regardless of how popular it is i I mean this story to tell and that's all i'm doing even movies i like that are otherwise respectable franchises. I'm still getting to the point where I'm like, you don't need more than seven sequels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the problem. Yeah. Like, they may go into it that way, and then it's successful, and they throw a bunch of money at them, and it's like, I guess I could do another. I saw hey, Nathan it, I saw Nathan Fillion in uh, White Noise 2. <laughs> yes. was, oh, it With was Katie so, Sackhoff. Yeah. yeah, it's so fucking miserable. Oh, uh, it's in, it's dimly lit, and there's, I mean, it's ultra it serious. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he smiles once in it. I think he just has, like, that, like, an angry face for the whole movie. It was so, I don't know, upsetting to see him like that. It was <laughs> we clearly need to pay our good TV actors more, like Katie and Fillion. Yeah. So they don't have to do <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> oh, it was so miserable. Terrible. I mean, I'll bet when you're an actor, I mean, most actors probably, no matter what movie they're in, probably think it's turning out pretty well while they're in the middle of it. Yeah. Right. Someone, you know, then between shots, someone reminds them that it's white noise, too. Or there's a lighting thing, or there's a take that just looks cheap, and they're like, I, yeah. all I can, uh, the only thing I can manage is the acting itself yeah. <laughs> yeah well i i liked him um and the the dvd slipcase is all shiny so it was like five bucks used he bought it and <laughs> whatever i have it it's in my library but it was terrible <laughs> it was terrible yeah i saw that the first one was with kevin bacon wasn't it uh yeah. michael yeah. keaton 
Michael Keaton, yeah. And then this oh, one okay. had I only watched because it had Katie Sackhoff playing off Nathan. Yeah. Miller. I was like, okay, I guess. Anywho, um, space decided we're we're gonna stick with it, um, and begrudgingly stick with it. And if you hunt down the comics eventually, <laughs> you like links it. to the comics. You'll like it. You'll the last oh, yeah, like no, ten I to twelve episodes are so good. I've already got. If I just think of it as like, yeah, I'm already in the wing, wing commander mindset. So yeah, I'll enjoy it no matter what happens. Really, so it's gonna be a dick kick. Uh, just yeah. to be fair, I'm sure. <laughs> but I, I put myself. I want more, but I literally like every year. It's That's why I combined pain. these both. I I know yeah. Josh was iffy at first, and I was just like, "Hey, I, I feel like we can talk about these and organize it." On like other show double features we've done, where we pretty much just talked about one, and we only had it because like a DVD pack, you'll only buy it if it's on the yeah case with those five. As far episodes. as canceled shows, though, I gotta say, I mean, if you see them all in the proper order, objects in space being the last one, um, that's pretty good. 13 episodes i mean oh, they, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's what i did complete little segment there and i don't think i would have wanted a longer i mean that that 13 episodes of firefly would be like perfect for today's tv oh that, was yeah. that 13 be done for a year and come back and do basically serenity to kick off you know your next season you know the movie serenity and it, keep going from it could have totally been a move yeah. a tv to movie transition instead of or no just even another i mean i'm saying the shorter seasons that we have now 13 episodes would have been like perfect if properly marketed for firefly because it was such kind of a complete I mean, story that's what in those I did. 13 episodes yeah. not 13 well seasons, because of how well 13 it's episodes because of how well it's written i mean we fall in love with these characters and it's not necessarily cliffhangers but we just we want to know where they're going. We yeah, want you just know. want to spend time with. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And that's we just want yeah. Ozark. Finally, we got around to it, and like, yeah. <laughs> and obviously, you end up hating every single character on that show. Yeah. But I mean, you yeah. don't want the it to end. Effect. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I did that with the Babylon Five uh, crossover uh, crusade. I was already going to uh, watch it because Gary Cole is amazing, but it, you know, Office Space and you know, yeah, West yeah. Wing, and uh, but. I watched it in the creator's specified order, which again, you know, even TNT flipped the script back then. They aired it. They weren't looking forward to it because he, they and the creator didn't see eye to eye. So they like deliberately sabotaged his show and aired it all out of order. And I, uh, but I saw it on streaming. Imagine what a bitch that would be if back in the day you got the specified order from the creator and you could only watch it through the DVD. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, this Devo TV that came up uh, recently with Firefly, I think that's in the actual. Did they ever? They never showed Serenity, right? Or did they show it near the end of the season? The episode Serenity. Um, they they definitely showed every episode, including ones that had previously gone on aired. I don't know if they modified. I think this had the order that they were actually aired in. It was Train Job, and I think Shindig was fourth, maybe. I think it was the. Oh God! God, there's in such a weird order. I'm looking yeah, at I mean, the list yeah. right now. Isn't it ridiculous? How it's like much December, stuff? September, November, October? Like this mm-hmm. is going down. That's that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, even we're finding shows that should be technically on something like Peacock or HBO Max, but you can find them on YouTube. I the creators don't it, want anything to do with them. I remember when it first came out. I remember like rumblings of people watching it and complaining like you know there's here's this great show but it doesn't make sense it feels like it's jumping around and it 
it's hard to understand because of the right plot, you know yeah, it sure you start to doubt yourself and you're yeah, like yeah uh, I, rem- I remember some people complaining about that that it felt disjointed or something i didn't realize this many were out of order yeah that's yeah that's crazy like the first like, eight the are just TV. all over the place mm-hmm. yeah and they've got like aerial after yeah because i'm looking at original air dates and it's like December, September, September, November, you don't know November, how much October, 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 November, December. Jesus. Yeah, I, I don't know how much of it is fans doing fixes versus going off of TV guides. And it's just like, yeah, you take that with a grain of salt. Because I, I did that with the show Homicide, which, rest in peace, Richard Belzer, that's a great show. But there were many episodes which weren't on the right disc. And I'm sure they had same deal it's just like whoever put it together they're like just go with it the the air date really doesn't matter it's all serialized you're all gonna binge watch this anyway you know yeah yeah uh, captain power was interesting because um much like saying elsewhere that's showing on hulu you can just see like uh you can tell that the tape is pixelating a bit at the top like the tracking didn't get adjusted just because mm. that's how old the damn thing is and that's as good as a remaster as they're gonna get <laughs> Yeah. Tubi is a gold mine of old stuff. Uh, Tubi oh, has so Tubi. many. Yeah. That's where I found the the Starship Troopers animated show for kids. Oh, right? nice! Yeah, I remember that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That was they, good. Didn't, they didn't even Rough try next. to like make it better. The, like no. the ads will come up; they won't come on in the natural uh, commercial break. Yeah, they'll just no, come on yeah. like in the middle of a scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It does suck that way, but that show is hey. kind of good though. It was, and it, like, so she good. had like the they had the skinnies from the book. It was actually yeah. closer to the book. Well, like Verhoeven was involved in a handful of episodes. Like yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Clancy Brown came back to like voice his character. It's such a fascinating. I didn't think that actually existed. I thought I dreamt it. <laughs> right? Was, yeah, yeah. Like, how did it look like a wet dream? I, I didn't show. remember that until you just talked about it. Yeah, I mean, how is that a children's show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's some blood that's... in one brief scene, not graphic, but still, it's like it's blurring that line between PG. And PG they they and PG. found a way to make it work, though, and it's kind of good. That, that's and, what. That... And back when they would do that, they wouldn't care if the movie was a Ishtar of its day, where people would make fun of it. They still would do a Saturday morning cartoon and just yeah, yeah. Well, yeah they did. They, like, rated R movies. I had so I wasn't allowed to watch them, but I had Terminator yeah. and Alien toys. Like, mm-hmm. That's crazy. They just yeah. marketed these the Robocop cartoons for a while. Yeah. 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 Robocop's my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> there you go. Any Nancy <laughs> Allen is my dream guest. She yeah. played, played off. She is this. awesome. Uh, back when, I mean, they'd even do 80s cartoons that missed the point altogether just to make the powers that be. Yeah, happy. just to slap let's, the name on it. Let, let, let's make a Rambo cartoon because no one asked for it, but we need something. So let's just do it. That's uh, what this world needs right now. Another. Another Robocop, another Starship, another another gory Verhoeven movie. Yeah, Verhoeven needs to come need... back to Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. he's my favorite will, director dude. of all time. Th- no, he won't. He's yeah. he said he's done with it. He's just going to make Which his weird Danish movie or Dutch, yeah. whatever movies. They wouldn't let him be Paul Verhoeven anymore. Anyway. Well, yeah. like, I mean, no, I think it took no a while. Point. Yeah, there's nothing left of for him to satirize. Anymore. I mean, that's what I yeah, got when you Sam so misunderstood too. Yeah, a thousand percent. But that's what I got when you know Sam Raimi did Doctor Strange two. I was like, he did it because it took a while for Marvel to bring him back. But I think he did it because again, they're letting him do his own brand of mischief. I mean, you could you could definitely really though. I didn't know why they got him because it did not feel like a Sam Raimi movie. I I know it felt totally Sam Raimi. I mean, there were elements, but not through, but not a through line. 
not a blunted out, but there were still a few Ash versus There's a couple, but it just, it wasn't, it just, I don't don't know. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, it's fan service, and it's not really Raimi. Yeah, he was still a cookie cutter Marvel movie with his little, yeah, with his little, like, uh, probes dusting over the top. I recall some of the zooms looked kind of like with Raimi-esque. Some, yeah. some of the camera movements because you know, he, yeah, he still the, had his little touches. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, kind of reminded me our... of uh, the first Ant Man where there's touches of Edgar Wright in it because yeah. he uh-huh. did a handful of the movie. It kind of yeah. felt like that. Yeah, probably totally. should let Raimi do the Spider Man movie, <laughs> bringing uh, Toby uh, back. Don't be so stupid. Make a f- Spider Man four with uh, Raimi and Toby McGuire. That's a billion dollars. Make right. it right. Right. Yeah. Bring bring back uh, Andrew Garfield for a third one and have him fight Venom. There you go. That's a billion dollars. Like, just yeah. do that. That's so easy. If they've yeah. done it quickly, I don't know. It might. I mean, all our greats are kind of fizzling out, unfortunately. Like, Cronenberg's movies aren't getting as much attention. Uh, Joe Dante is doing all these cool no, yeah. indies. And you're like, but dude, really? you, you did all these fun movies. And well, now we have Brandon Cronenberg filling this. Yeah, scenes, Brandon's you know? kind of yeah. doing a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, Definitely an acorn off the tree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, He's, even. Uh, even other guys who've done fantasy stuff, like Peter Jackson, he can do anything he wants at this point, you know, and yeah. we respect him for it because we're, they're just doing what they want to do. But it's also interesting because people, again, like you guys have said, like to forget about the time before they made it. And it's just like, do you remember how much harder they had to work yeah. before they made it? <laughs> and now, you know, they're working in either angry or... Yeah. don't want to work anymore but we want him back <laughs> yeah. i can't even imagine like being a cult show like the actors are so gracious to like yeah insane fans because yes yes i love not good people so you don't know how to prep yourself <laughs> but the right ones do now where right yeah because that wasn't always a thing a lot of times people would like lament it yeah i mean yeah. i like the ones who aren't the lead but have recurring roles on different movies and shows so they can brace themselves so like yeah half the firefly and space casts they're going to be ready because they're going to basically be encountering five different fandoms and so they're ready like they yeah. win either way but then there's yeah. others where it's like ooh, you know the more famous you are the more like you, you see interviews all the time about movies that ethan hawk and uh, John Cusack and Travolta never want to be asked questions about. They will walk well, out. Sure, of it's got to be yeah. like a rock. You know, it's got to be like the Stones doing freaking satisfaction for the fourteenth million time. <laughs> yeah. You know, you'd rather yeah, I mean, be on your row last week. You don't want to be typecast. I mean, you don't want to yeah, be typecast. I mean, it's it's That's what fans do to you know. It's like unfortunately, yeah, fans are the we always want our greatest hits, and that's yeah. just you know standard. Some of it is just thing. being urchins. Some of it is I will someone's got to ask it so i gotta ask this that it's why i would always like those seeing some of those star trek conventions on youtube because half the cast goes to the back and they start pretending to be fans and asking stupid questions and it's just funny because they get it all out of there so that they they get rid of the temptation before it happens i'm like see that's how i wish other conventions would do because yeah I, i would go to the texas frighteners and i would get disappointed half the time because Half the time they wouldn't tell you if they were a VIP or not until you were there. And so the next thing you know, you're like, so I'm not even going to get a chance to talk to this person. I really have to sit in line for an hour 
yeah. just to get a fucking autograph, which is not what I signed up for. I wanted right. to actually talk to the person. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see a lot of, uh, I think Christina Ricci was at a convention yes, recently for some reason. And you had to like buy a ticket to wait in a line. That's a lottery. That's how they do it. And they, yeah. They do it the same thing with concerts and stand up as well. They, yeah. they won't tell you ahead of time, by the way, parking is like 20 bucks. I have cash on hand. And you're like, yeah. I gotta do this and I gotta do that. And I'm not going to even be able to speak, spend time with the talent. I'm half happy, but I'm yeah, half disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, that's really... And I'm not going to blame the celeb, because it's like, they're well, not in charge of all those decisions, but there are other times where it's like, okay, if this is like your 20th rodeo, you should know how these things work by now. Yeah. <laughs> Either do it or don't, but... The one convention I did with the podcasting group, we went to Atlantic City Con... You gotta talk more about this. Five, things. six years ago, <laughs> or whatever, I don't know what it was. But the guy from... Yes. Uh, last <laughs> Dra- the, yes. the guy from Last Dragon was like in a oh, booth right near our time, <laughs> Tiamat, whatever his name was. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Vandy was something, wasn't she, Josh? And I mean, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't <laughs> doing the whole, I guess he might have been doing the whole autograph and pity. He was just in a, like a regular booth, like we were, you know, just a very small one. So I went over and started chatting with him, obviously, and, you know, did my fan gushing about the movie and <laughs> asked him if he'd want to, you know, to do a live shot for my not live but you know record something for my podcast and i had to talk to his handler to figure You're out right price <laughs> i swear i'm not a stalker yeah, i will not ask him about no, his only no, like, fans. i, I will not ask him about or you want to charge me to talk on my podcast yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah and it better so. not be something crazy like 400 for one minute fuck you right it's like <laughs> no yeah see ya I'll go. some of them will try to do that last minute i'll go oh. talk to the famous author that t- writes about gay werewolves fuck you you know <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah my mom I actually went out gambling with her that night and got really trashed so that was <laughs> See, that's better in every way <laughs> absolutely I guess <laughs> shit yeah, it's the famous last words do you want to get screwed or fucked <laughs> uh, I just got fucked it lasts about 100 <laughs> 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 uh, a thousand percent uh, it some of the i think it's getting better some of these various uh fandom but there's still unfortunately some guys Mm -hmm. and like well once a month there's almost always at least one guy who says there's too many woke people here i'm like fuck you very much get out of here (laughs) i think that the the brown coat fanatics have been maybe replaced by the snyder fanatics so i mean (laughs) another grown for their persistence (laughs) it's like people when they start up something they assume there's only one answer to everything i'm like yeah that's the beauty of life well i mean it's worked before you know they got buffy back they got jericho back sort of you know there have been other shows yeah where, so like totally. on a movie. comic books are the second so i don't blame I mean. anyone for trying but after even the fire you know there's still firefly fans they made buckaroo bonsai yeah. a comic for fuck's sake so i mean yeah. Hans, your yeah. boy kurt russell is in oh, that's all these you know there's these big trouble in little china and escape from new york comics i'm like that made sense they even had them team up yeah. and it was like a that's... tribute to buddy movies of the 80s and it's just interesting to seeing comics I, I mean we will be reviewing a lot of comic books based on movies shows and games and even i books. just think that's the way to go for something that you know when it's kind of clear that the studio's 
not gonna pick it back up again in live action. The comic book will take a chance on you live. You know, if we can get back to the friggin' yeah. what was it a while back? Nathan made some joke on Twitter about it's like, you know, let's start a. I'd love to do Firefly again, but you know they just won't give up the rights. Let's, let's start a Kickstarter or something. People started raising money for it, and then he's just like, "I was fucking kidding." Yeah, the Fox is never gonna let it go. Give it up. Doesn't matter how much money you well, throw at him. That's the silver lining, though. You know, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna live forever. Yeah. You know, I mean, as long as there's such a thing as you know digital information and electricity is. It's gonna live forever as long we don't as don't have electricity. Earth, I'm just kidding. As long as, <laughs> as yeah, sorry, I shouldn't have said. As long as there's act, earth, people act out Firefly like they acted out Star Wars and uh, Rain yeah. of Fire there. As long as there's there a fire, there. oh, I love Rain of Fire. <laughs> yeah. oh, yes. I love that movie. They will totally do that. They that that'll be our own abyss. That'll be my home. theater troupe anyway. Anyone else can have Star Wars. I don't care. I, I think you're more likely even able to find Firefly guys. If you just go through people who are in theater improv, those are the kind who spend all day just watching cult movies and shows that, yeah. you know, totally, 20 yeah. and 80, 800 people have heard of. And it's uh, like you say, it is funny because we, we uh, I'm looking at it now, even just where it's talking about rights issues. And it's like basically an investor will own, you know, 100 shares and they start trading it off. And then eventually the traders or shall I say traitor, you know, starts <laughs> buying up the rides and then they own the whole pie. And it is just funny how we've seen some of that go. I mean, I lost track of how many of those stupid, like Jim Wynorski type schlock movies where they would like <laughs> take stock footage from something like Delta Force or T2. And it was like, yeah. I need an explosion. I need a spaceship. I need a Roger <laughs> Corman type movie. Just insert here because I can't bother to do the whole fucking movie myself. <laughs> Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up-